Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a actual play D&D podcast. Each episode is its own little vignette, so you can listen to them in any order you like. Today at the Guild Hall, we are joined by Olive. Hey, everybody. Olive is a level 13 way of the open hand monk. She's a bipedal crocodile dressed in baggy brown pants and a Jedi style white robe. Beans. Oh, hello. Uh, my name is Beans. I'm a tortoise shell tabaxi. I'm level 13. I'm, I'm very small. I'm like five feet high or something like that. My feet aren't particularly big either. And I like to wear my poncho hammock, which is a mixture of a poncho and a hammock, so I can sleep anywhere, which I'm definitely needing this week because Claude is nowhere to be seen. <sighs> nowhere to sleep. Anyway, here's a fun game for everybody. Uh, try and count how many times I mention sleep, fish, uh, my name, which is Beans, and, oh, what else? Basically, just any time I mention something weird. And Aaron. I think we're going to lose count. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. I am a level 13 bard. I am a triton with blue hair, blue skin. I'm also very short with uh, spiky piranha teeth. I'm wearing gold chains across my chest and some silky ocean colored uh, scarves around the waist. Not a whole lot else. So, adventurers, it's a pretty normal Friday night. The job board is gone of all things of your level, and no one is bored enough to go kill goblins. So what is your Friday night like when you hang out at the guild hall? Well, mine's a little slow right now. <coughs> I got bronchitis. Oh, no. I know, it's really putting a cramp on my style. Mm. Uh, Beans? Well, honestly, I'm a little scared of ticking off some of these boxes I put in place like a minute ago. Because it's usually something to do with sleeping and eating fish and... I don't know. Um, let, Let's say this time round I'm, like, um, practicing my um, courtroom skills. Because, as we know, I'm working on becoming some sort of lawyer by accident. So I'm just shouting in the corner, like, uh, arguing uh, a particular case about, like, a missing crate of... Um, 24 identical walking sticks um, that one person's bought. But one of them is not, in fact, identical. It's actually their aged grandmother, which has just been bent out of shape. All right, pretty normal Friday. Olive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Olive walks into the guild hall, having just finished her pickup volleyball game. Uh, cool. So, uh, everyone is, like, aware that Aaron has come down with bronchitis. You know, some of the guild members have come by, brought him soup, like, just, you know, knocking on the door, checking on him. Uh, so you are well attended. And, uh, Nulisag is actually up and about, feeling pretty good after his episode with those dastardly doppelgangers. And, you know, he, you meet him in the hall, so to speak. And, uh, Olive, I assume you've had time to bathe. Do crocodiles sweat? I, do, I really don't know. Wouldn't it be better if they didn't? I'm going to go with the no. Right. <laughs> 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 I smell great. I've never seen her sweat. Yeah. I smell like you think a crocodile smells. Okay. Listeners, that's up for you to decide. 
so Nulisag is like also in a very like jovial like mood. He's like, hey, what what are you guys up to? Checking on checking on Aaron? Yes, they're being great friends, checking up on me. <laughs> it's awful. Ugh, human air. Ugh, poor thing. Hey, hold on, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. He takes a couple steps away. What's a phone? Oh, that's uh, the nickname for the small bug that he uses to cast message and sending to his friends and family members. It's with an F. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Would you guys like to make perception checks? Try to listen in on his sure. on his call. Nah, that's rude. Aaron definitely will. <laughs> uh, I rolled a nineteen perception minus one, so eighteen. Um, I gave myself disadvantage because um, Beans is. Currently uh, shouting over in the corner is like, and I put it to you, the prosecution, that this man's aged grandmother wanted to be a walking stick and just put herself in those situations and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But either way, I got a 17. I rolled a 10 and did 11. Uh, still pretty good rolls from both of you. Yeah, I can't help it. And uh, just to clarify, Beans, are you practicing your lawyer skills with anyone or just no no okay. no just shout cool shouting to himself in the corner you know usual friday night stuff you know <laughs> if there were an audience or uh anybody else participating they'd be pretty impressed you're doing a good job <laughs> I, I i don't know there'd be there'd be a lot of weird looks around the place i think well i mean it's that aged grandmother defense uh, but you do overhear Nulisag. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a stand. It's a standard like defense in Nicomor. It's, <laughs> it's actually a practice case. It's like one of the one of the classics they use. It's like their equivalent of like Roe v. Wade. Um, yeah, they do they, it. They in use it trial. in all the law schools. It's yes, yeah, it's <laughs> the age of grandmother defense. Uh, yeah, but uh, Aaron and Beans overhear Nulisag go like, "Oh, hello. Uh, oh, what's up? Oh, I'm sorry. What?" No, that's next week. No, it's next week. Oh, no. And everyone can just clearly see whatever is happening on the other side of the phone is causing him to, like, heave and begin a light, like, panic episode. Uh, adventures? Um, yes. I, um... I misplaced some events on my calendar, and tomorrow is Guildfest. Would you guys like to make history checks to see? Or, you know, you, you, you can tell by his demeanor, this is something that you're supposed to know. Eleven. Mm, I rolled a two, but I have a plus eleven, so thirteen. <laughs> well, just for funsies, I gave myself disadvantage again, because beans don't know nothing about nothing. Uh, and I, uh, that ended up as an, uh, a natural one. So, so what Beans <laughs> thinks it is, Guildfest is some sort of um, like a Renaissance fair. But obviously, if they live in some sort of Renaissance era, then maybe it's like a future thing where everyone dresses up like how they think the future is going to be. 
So you've got people dressing up in weird, like, um, like they put their hair like really pointy on end, and they've got like really big uh, collars that just flop all the way down to the floor, and they wear really inappropriate boots for the terrain, and you know that sort of stuff. And Beans, so Beans is like, oh, I know that one. I was going to like put a stripe in my hair for that, but then I realized I couldn't actually reach, and that's as far as I got with that. All right, beans. Uh, the other two with middle rolls know it's some big event that you know all the guilds are supposed to participate in. Um, it comes around maybe like every two years, so it's not like a huge event um, or like very common, but when it does come, it's very important to the guilds. There is no like, I mean, there is a prize but it's secondary to the exposure that the guild gets. It gets, you know, your guild's name in people's minds when a troll comes to smash crops. Well, Aaron loves exposure. <laughs> yeah. Milisag is like, I totally don't have anything ready. There's a couple ways we can handle this, guys. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, you can put together a booth, participate in the events... We could also just sabotage some other guilds. Like, as long as we make our presence known and look good, you know, that, that, that's fine. But, uh, either way, we gotta do something for Guildfest tomorrow. Do, do you guys have plans? Do you have any adventures scheduled? Aaron casts Prestigitation, and a white stripe appears on all of our heads. <laughs> we got plans now! Hey! Hey! I, I finally got my stripe! Look! <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I look like a skunk. A little. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go secure funding. Just expense it to the guild, whatever you need. I mean, keep it within budget. I don't know what's going to be open, but yeah, we got to get a booth together by tomorrow morning. What's our budget? I'm going to say a solid 2,000 gold pieces. Okay. Uh, but again... To do with what you like. You get, uh, he's like, yeah, keep it around 2000 So he runs off to his office to start moving things around, making calls, and you hear him muttering like, what? I, I swear it was next week. Why didn't anyone tell me? All right, Beans, what should we do? What kind of booth do you think we should put together? Uh, karaoke. <gasps> okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Yeah, we can set up a karaoke booth. We can choose really funny songs, and all the people who come up to our booth have to jump in and sing. The chicken dance. The cha-cha. Oh, yeah. What if, like, um, when they, there's this, like, um, like, like a cone they sing into, but when they sing into it, it makes their voice sound funny. Like, it goes all high-pitched. <sighs> That's genius. <laughs> So, like, if anyone from the other guilds um, goes and sings in it, it makes them sound silly. And anyone walking around and going, I don't want to go to their guild. They sound like silly people. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then we can bust out some some sweet rhymes. We'll look so good. I mean, we'll let you do that, Aaron. But yeah, go for it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I guess we'll wing it. Well, that's our motto, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. I believe in kittens. I guess we'll wing it. 
Um, okay, so we need to. Do we need to like find an artificer to like make this magical microphone? For the magical microphone, yes. Uh, you could also just source a bard for the general, like, jukebox of it all. I'm a bard. But to do what you were saying about the funny voice cone, yeah, like an artificer. Yeah. All right. Uh, and this is in Nicomoy, right? Yeah, it's just in the streets of Nicomoy. It's sort of like centered around the various guild halls with a central event. I'll say with your 10, like, you know, the general way it goes. You don't know too many specifics, Mm -hmm. but it's you put out your booth. Some people come, you get your name out later in the day. There's some kind of competition between the guilds. Something like that. Okay, let's do it. Do we know an artificer in town? Yeah, Boltzmann. Ooh, okay, yeah, let's go find him. Uh, do you know where he lives? I'm, 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 sh- I'm sure he, you know, he's probably in the same place he normally is. He's probably fairly constant. Okay, lead the way, Beans. I, that, that, that <laughs> didn't mean I knew where he was. It just means he's probably not in the same place. All right, here we... It was a physics joke, okay? Uh, uh, I'm sure there's a directory somewhere. He's a business owner. Uh, yeah. I mean, Fire Breathing Kittens definitely has a Rolodex of, like, people they've met notable. Especially something as useful as an artificer. He, he is known to the guild. You find their dress step outside the guild and you know it is about nine o'clock at night on a friday oh okay well i guess let's let's try to okay we have an address and just blow the dust off of that (sighs) okay cool um yeah let's go guys you pitter patter through the streets of nicomoy you see that uh some of the other guilds have their stuff totally set up ready to go the Cinder Cloaks has like a big stage set up, uh, and, like a number of tubes that connect to a big vat of some sort of liquid. That sounds kinky. <laughs> the Sunblades have what appears to be one of those like uh, knife throwing things, uh, where you throw knives at a person who's strapped to a big wheel. Uh, and just like a general carnival sort of vibe. Uh, but you arrive at Boltzmann's abode. You see the lights are on, some music's playing. He appears to be having people over. Ah, yes. And just to remind everyone, Boltzmann is our fellow fire-breathing kitten who is a brain in a jar. Kind of like if you've ever seen Toy Story, Sid's like skull octopus connects creature. <laughs> Oh, uh, but with a brain in a jar on top instead of a little doll's head. Okay, cool. Super dope. He's quite fun. Uh, he, I've seen him automate a cart to no longer need a horse. Yeah. Okay. So a capable artificer. Um, so we. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we arrive at his shop. Yeah. Uh, wh- what do we see, DM? Uh, like I said, like it. Appe- he has the close sign, like. Well, the open close sign flipped to closed, but you can see like inside there is a group of people. You can see sort of his silhouette through the windshield, uh, or not windshield, the uh, store window. Um, as like you know, in his 
one of his spider appendages, he's holding a little martini glass and like, oh, Margaret, you're too much. Should we tap on the window, guys? Yeah. I tap my alligator claw on the window since I've met him. Hey, Boltzmann. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we always knock before we break in. So um, you do that and like, do you want me to go around the back and like find a window to, to squeeze in? Yes. Okay, I go around the back. <laughs> uh, cool, yeah, there is one of those, like, near-the-ceiling, rectangular-shaped, like, bathroom windows ah, that perfect. just sort of folds out, yeah. Just enough to get your feline frame through. Uh, acrobatics, please. Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, isn't it? I rolled a five, but I'm a level 13 monk. Let's see. Brings it up to a fif- 15. Uh, 15 is enough. You probably don't uh, completely stack it. You like definitely need to like wiggle your like legs and stuff to get in the window. You get a little stuck for a moment and then you center your chi and then slide in like a shadow. Yeah, yeah, get halfway in and go, ooh. Must have eaten too much fish. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, At the door, Aaron and Olive are uh, greeted uh, by Boltzmann, who is still holding a martini glass and has sort of like a funnel attached to near his brain in a jar thing and just is soaking his brain in martini. (laughs) Uh, Oh! It's a much more direct route. (laughs) Hey, I make do. What are you guys doing here? As the bubbles in his jar sort of interrupt his speech. Erin uh, nudges her forward. Oh, yeah, I knocked. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had knocked. You guys okay. just showed up at my oh. house. Like, can I help you? <laughs> Boltzmann, we need your artificing help. Oh, uh, come in, come in. It's it's cold out. Uh, we're having a bit of a guild fest party. Me and some of the other artificers. Our artificers. We're preparing for guild fest too. Is there any way that you can make a, uh, Aaron, how would you describe that? A magical microphone that will let us create comedic effects on people's voices at will. So you see this... Uh, spider-like brain in a jar kind of turns to the like rest of the party goers that you immediately as you sort of like look at them like being in the room with them and again this is just a party that's been sort of set up in the middle of an artificing shop uh one of them is like a steel golem uh another one is just like a dwarf with like the big comedic goggles uh with a big wrench strapped to their back uh one is just apparently a lady made of electricity. You'd get some sort of elemental and uh, many other clearly fantasy artificer trope characters. <laughs> and uh, the brain in the jar, Boltzmann, is like, uh, I, I don't know, guys. Do you think we can make that? And uh, they all start like laughing and like knocking things off the table. One of them's like, get me the cone. The steel guy's like, I think I have some spare electronics in my back compartment. Somebody flip me over. And, uh, oh my. <laughs> he's clearly hammered, which begs the question, how does a golem get drunk? 
uh, magnets. Beans, <laughs> you have uh, arrived in the bathroom. Uh, Naturally. Yeah, there is uh, oil everywhere as numerous artificers have been washing greasy hands in the sink. Can nobody aim? Oh, it's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, being that you are unnoticed, would you like to sneak around the shop or just enter the scene? I think at this point, Beans thinks they're trying to do this stealthily. Because we've just, like, wandered around the edge. <laughs> Olive's told us that we, you know, <laughs> we knock and then we break in. So we do, I'm doing the break-in part. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and be uh, sneaky sneaky. Little cat. Uh, cool. Give me uh, investigation if you just want to snoop, or arcana if you want to look for something impressive. Uh, we'll do. We'll do a, a regular snoopy snoop. Uh oh. Yep. <laughs> that's that's a one. <laughs> there is a bundle of copper wire. Oh. That there's something yes. about it that you're just like this is. Far and away, the most precious item in this shop. It has to be. Oh, it's so shiny, so orange. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Um, oh, how can I? Um, oh, do I have pockets in this? No, I'm going to like wrap it around me and like store it under my punch hammock so nobody sees. So I'm just going to be effectively an electromagnet at point. So. <laughs> Until you tell me otherwise, I will assume that there is a thin la layer of copper wire wrapped around beans. Yes. <laughs> Kleptomaniac <laughs> kitty. Cool. Uh, Aaron and Olive are treated to mm -hmm. a truly delightful sight of master artificers at work. And then also way too drunk to do their jobs, right? So the cone <laughs> is initially like six feet long. And they're like, so here, this is where it'll work. And it's largely a Vuvuzuela that can sicken an opponent. And they're like, is this what you're looking for? <laughs> Maybe something a little bit more manageable. Uh, they return maybe like five, ten minutes later with a, a microphone you could fit in the palm of your hand. Like, super stealth. This will work great. <laughs> Uh, I love them. <laughs> maybe maybe halfway in between. Maybe something like a little bit more impressive. Maybe about yay big. How about like that? Aaron holds up his hands, gesturing. Uh, immediately, the dwarf comes up and measures the exact distance between your palms. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. We got this, me boy. No worries. And uh, Oh, no worries. No, no <laughs> They return. It is a perfect, like, 1940s, like, American, like, cheerleader, just cone. Just a perfect cylinder that is just glowing soft pink. And these artificers look a bit too pleased with themselves. Oh, it's perfect. It's wonderful. Oh, this is going to be super great. So you guys are doing Guildfest. You're yeah. not ready? That, ooh. Uh, we are now, with your help. Okay, show me how to use it. Okay. So, it is about the direction that you hold it. They're interlocking plates, and you see that this is actually a very delicate piece of, like, artifice. 
where there are like interlocking rings going along the cone that has different settings uh, that range from like funny voice effect to essentially vicious mockery and then full like sonic cone damage. And uh, they, you know, clearly have gone a little bit overboard, but it will serve your purposes as long as you basically keep keep it on low. Well, this sounds fancy. Okay. Oh, yeah. We love the fire-breathing kittens. You guys are a hoot, man. Is that a good thing? They all start laughing and kind of go back to the party. Okay. All right. Let's let's recuse. Wait, where's Beans? Uh, At that point, Beans bursts in and goes... I heard, I heard a hoot. Where's the owl? Uh, could I get perception checks from Olive and Aaron? Thirteen. Twenty-one. <laughs> uh, Aaron doesn't notice too much, but Olive, you clearly see bits of copper wire sticking out from the ends of the panjamic. <laughs> I've seen how Beans reacts to string, and I nod silently, like, yeah. This is normal behavior. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. cool. So you guys have your funny voice effect machine. Okay, perfect. Um, so we've got the, the karaoke set up. Good. Um, do we need anything else? I'll assume that you hit up a, like, fantasy lumberyard, get some wood and things to build, like, an actual booth and things like that. Okay, yes. We can do that. Uh, who's handy? I, I, I've got decent decks. I think we could accomplish that. Um, I send Tanager for fabric to decorate the booth with. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. And let me see. I don't know. I think it needs something a little bit more lively. What do we got? Um, oh, oh, you know who could, um, oh, 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 sorry. This is player forgetting names. Um, uh, Sitara's son. Orin. Orin. You know, you know who would be really handy for this? Orin. He can set it on fire. That's exciting. Think about it. The fire-breathing kittens booth on fire. Yeah. And let's face it, that's how we Why solve not? most of our problems anyway. Uh, anyone afraid of fire shouldn't be with us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I go to the guild hall and I get Orin. Yay! Uh, if we could remind the listeners who Orin is. Orin is a seven-foot-tall teenage Medusa dancer. He got shadow sorcerer powers after an unfortunate event that caused him to be expelled from his village. He would have been all alone with no one there beside him, except that Satara took him in and then died. That does seem to happen around the kittens, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, Medusa snakes coming out of his head, seven feet tall, uh, he has a six pack. Cool. So this jacked Medusa, bro, uh, is, uh, I'll just smash the two things together. Discussing various fabrics with Tanager at the guild hall. You like Tanager just went upstairs to his bedroom, <laughs> grabbed some of the spare, just sheets of cloth that he has around and is like, Hmm, are we thinking like fairy pink? Or do we do, like, a deep purple? I have that wizard robe I could cut up. We could do, like, a stars and moon. It's, like, super classic. Uh, and Orin is like... 
Yeah, like, that sounds fire. super cool. We could burn it. Like, what about red? What, what goes with fire? <laughs> um, <laughs> and they both turn and like, oh, hey, you guys are, are taking care of Guildfest for us this year, right? Ooh. We're trying. Uh, well, uh, I got some fabric samples. Uh, we're leaning either like pink or purple or on fire. What 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 are you guys feeling? <laughs> Definitely fire. Really? <laughs> Tanja looks back mm-hmm. and is like, "Ord, I owe you a beer." <laughs> He's like, "I told you, it's fire, man." <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, Tanager will go about sourcing, like, enough to do, like, a fire-themed booth. Um, you can speak to Orin if you like. Hi, hey, Orin. How's life? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, uh, can I do anything to help you guys? I feel like you... I heard my ears burning earlier. Get it? Fire? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, we do, we, like, we, we were just talking about, um... How how we can best set up the booth? And I was like, you know who can set a good fire, Orin? You know me well. <laughs> so we were just like, you you know, if you you fancy like setting fire to like some of the material, you know, in a, in a bit that won't murder us all, that'd be really handy. And so, is this yeah. an insurance scam? This seems like an insurance scam from what I'm hearing, which I'm down for. I can I can burn that that thing right to the ground. Not yet. I don't think we actually purchase insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so just more of a dramatic fire, not a necessarily a functional one. Yes, yes. This is more of a show thing. Oh, cool. What's this for? Uh, some kind of guild fest thing. Uh, okay. He is going to... Uh, Although, if we can maybe do some actual fire, can you, like, can you make, like, some, like, little little napalm bombs that we can just maybe uh, casually toss into some other booths every now and then? Aaron, yes, I can. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I've got to be honest, that's really in my wheelhouse, and I'm glad you came to me first. <laughs> of course, always to you. So yeah, let's get some of those. But for ours, just like the sh- just the show fire for our. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, I'll uh, I'll see if I can work up like a cool spell or something. And I I do think I have some spare bombs up in my room. Um, I'll check. But if not, I can I can get some bombs in the morning. Uh, should I give the bombs to you, or do you just want me to casually fire bomb other guilds? Definitely give them to me. Cool, cool, cool. Can do, can do. Um, Aaron looks at his compatriots. Are you guys, you guys, cool with a little sabotage? Do you want bombs, or is this just me? I mean, I could probably go with a couple of bombs, but Crud's been telling me that that's a bad idea. Um, you know, my 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 fur gets singed, and it makes a really nasty smell. So maybe not this time. Oh, can I have like um? Oh, oh, do do you know about any stink bombs? Can you do those? I mean, I use sulfur occasionally. I could do a stinky fire bomb, probably. Ooh, but... yes, please make a stinky bomb. Okay, there will be fire involved. Is that cool? I'll keep it as small, just like a small bonfire. Just, just, a, just a small fire. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, 
Tanninger like throws his head like down the stairs and is like, "Are you guys doing bombs? I want to come." <laughs> and then, as for whether Olive's good with it or not, um, she just finished. The listeners will be pleased to hear paying off her debt for that time she burned down a mansion. Officially paid off, no longer in debt. Which time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was not the first house I had burned down. So because it started to have financial repercussions, I'm now less willing to burn stuff down, but have no room to stop others. Like, what am I going to do? Lead by example? So like, yeah. you can be like, don't do that. I've done that multiple times. You, you, like, yeah, you should know <laughs> how to do it better. Surely. Yeah, you should have had me there. I have water power. Exactly. So what I've learned from last time is it's real expensive if there happens to be a handicapped person, you know, unable to leave the house that you then have to revivify later. So we should check for people unable to leave. That's what I've learned. I still blame the fire and not you. <laughs> that was the fire's fault. Thank you. I revivified them. It's fine. They're fine. They may have died a horrible death in a fiery building, but they're back alive now. They're fine. Well, so. uh, of art and arson, eagle-eyed listeners, <laughs> go have a listen. After you finish this episode and give us reviews. Five stars only. Yes. <laughs> um, cool. So you uh, have the stage like set up, basically. Like You've bought the lumber. You've, you've done that. Uh, you've got Tanager working on decorations. Uh, Oren is working on active disruption for other guilds. Um, and you have a funky fresh, uh, there's gotta be a word for that cone, vocal cone, um, megaphone. Vone? The (laughs) Cheerioke? Yeah, the Cheerioke. I like it. Uh, as you say it, like the, uh, the, uh, sort of stenciled in. Like, Illusion Cherokee is on the side of it now. It appears it has some level of sentience. (laughs) Is there any other preparation you guys would like to do? Like, I'll say it's approaching, like, one in the morning now. um, And you know Guildfest is a sun-up to sundown type deal. Um, Brownies? hmm. What kind of brownies? Delicious brownies, question mark? Okay. You want to make some brownies? I think you're the most qualified. Can I use... So I've been told that I've been using my chef's knife incorrectly. Uh, The proper way to use cook's utensils is that the DM picks a skill, and then I apply the DC to the skill. So to, for example, create a gourmet meal is DC 15, but I'm not rolling like on a D20 flat. I'm rolling on one of my skills, so... So DM, to make a party platter size amount of brownies to hand out to all of the people tomorrow, uh, what skill would that be? I suppose um, either survival or medicine. Or if you want to get funky with it, I will allow an arcane. I think it would be only medicine if you're trying to lace them with something. Well, 
I'm not. I was just thinking <laughs> of that like was my question. Ratios and like you know in creating like medicine like. I guess that's somewhat close to baking. Survival is a little oh, yeah. rough for my taste, you know, to make like an, I'll say to <laughs> sheer scavenge for brownie ingredients. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, to make a truly large number, let's go survival to make a smaller amount of high quality. We'll go medicine. Smaller amount of high quality. Cause if someone has a bad brownie, like no one's going to walk away from a bad brownie experience being like, I want to join that guild. So larger numbers of that doesn't sound good. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> so in medicine. But there's a lot of them. First 100 people only, but they're going to be great. <laughs> uh, cool. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Beans, it's contagious. I got a natural one. I get to add my proficiency and my medicine, which is plus three. So we can call that an eight. But that is a natural one. Okay, so... And then I burned down the guild hall making brownies. <laughs> it's on brand. <laughs> In our passes, you guys are sort of like winding down, doing your nighttime routines. Uh, Aaron and uh, Beans. Like as Olive is just working so hard in the kitchen. And, you know, you pop your head in to check. And you smell something truly foul. As this crocodile woman like pulls a tray out of the oven, and is like brownies are ready. Right on brand. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, Olive. I've I've already do. I've sorry. Um, I've just woken up. I've I've got stink bombs already. I I, I think we're okay. <laughs> but I mean, we can use them. All right. All right. So we're not going to put these on our table. Oh. Let's anonymously <laughs> gift them to the other guilds as a good luck present. Oh, I can individually wrap each one so that they don't know how horrible they are because they're like sealed up. Yeah. Sealed. <laughs> there is an odor that comes from these. Yes. My I God. I can... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Olive. What is this? <laughs> They're food, right? They're food. I would eat this, and I eat uh, one. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, oh, yeah. is she poisoned? <laughs> I will say they are to a crocodile's taste. <laughs> like, <laughs> And also, I'm immune to poison and disease as a level 13 monk. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I genuinely eat, not food. I will say because it was a one, and I respect the dice roll, please roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. Ten. That's enough. Like, you think they're not the best brownies you've ever had, but you're like, these are fine. It reminds me of home, being a fetid swamp. (laughs) I I mean, bear in mind, Olive has canonically eaten a moldy old curtain. I have nostalgia. These brownies are delicious. (laughs) It's like, they they remind you of, like, something you, you ate some time ago, but you're not quite sure what, and you're like, does it taste like chicken? Hmm. Yeah, there you can see as Olive has like cut into the brownies, there is a distinct meat like texture to the brownies. <laughs> you don't know how it was done, but it Yeah, the surprisingly have, grisly. Yeah, there's muscle tissue in these brownies. <laughs> Deep veins of cocoa. This is like the time I made lard cookies in real life. <laughs> Aaron's player ate some. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. Hey, guys, has anybody seen Tanager around? Oh, my God, what's that? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Tanager does that. Like he walks in, and is like, "What's up, guys? Making brownies." Smells them, turns oh, on. I, hoof, I thought then... Olive. I thought Olive had killed you and eaten you and turned you into brownies. Oh, uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, I got something to do, and just walks right back out of the kitchen. Uh, I start individually wrapping them. Uh, cool. With a pretty bow. <laughs> they look very nice. Like, these are a deceptive <laughs> brownie. With, like, not just a bad roll, but a one. These are devilish brownies. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Olive, uh, you successfully, like, wrap them up neatly. Everything looks tight and right. I don't know. I'm sorry, listeners. I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, oh, so oh, I've got an idea. Um, Aaron can cast, like, prestidigitation on... Like the outsides of the like the brownie covers to make them smell good, to like sneak them past. But then they open it and they're like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, cool. Uh, so using arcane cling wrap, you you stick sort of the prestitution magic so it lasts longer than it normally would to it. Uh, final preparations. Like all of you, you did yours making the brownies. Uh, Aaron or beans? Mm, I'm definitely not eating this. Cool. Uh, so uh, everyone manages to clock a couple hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you're woken to a clamor uh, as a number of the guild members uh, are outside, like, talking about something. Everybody's sort of out there in their PJs. Oh, did the fire alarm go off again? Was this Olive? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you guys scuttle to the clamor, you see someone has trashed your booth. (gasps) Paint, like, all over the fabric. Just general, looks like somebody took a war hammer to some of the wooden bits, so it can be repaired, but you're chasing sunrise at this point. But... Someone has sabotaged your guild presentation. Can I press the digitation it into appearing like it once did? You can. And then immediately, uh, I'll say Tanninger like takes a step and his foot just goes right through a hole. It's like, whoa. Uh, it will not have the functional ability of the stage. We'll make it work. Cool. Uh, um, sorry. Continue. Okay. All right. Did, did, we, did we already deliver the brownies? Uh. Here's what we can do. So, karaoke is where everybody sings. And then what we can do is put, like, just two poles behind them and a sheet spread across. And we can have them stand in front of the the sheet on, a like, a box. And we can, like, illusion up a background that changes as they sing. That is very clever. No stage required. Uh, cool. Uh, Beans, would you like to take any action before sunrise? And you, you know, being a lawyer, this is a not crime ju- not scene. Not just a lawyer, but a detective lawyer. <laughs> a lawyer, a law detective. Interesting. Yeah. As, as, it, as it turns out, Beans is basically ending up like Daredevil. Like, it's happened before. It's weird. However, um... I do have some sort of detective equipment, as uh, canonically uh, detailed a couple of episodes ago. 
so we can dust for prints or like check for uh, footprints. Um, see, you know, just get a like a, 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 a scraping or a rubbing just to find. Like, so I can check people's shoes as we go through uh, Guildfest to go. Okay, does this match up? Find cool. a sample a sample of the mud. Give uh, me an investigation check. And are you proficient in that? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, like, <laughs> when, well, when it came up last time, we just made it into existence. So uh, my knowledge of tools was even if you're not proficient in a skill, you're allowed to add your proficiency bonus to it. So well, using... I, I, ro- I rolled a seventeen plus cool. seven for investigation. We got a twenty-four. So yes, you get fingerprints. <laughs> I don't think we need to worry about the proficiency <laughs> detail. <laughs> uh you get like plenty of like raw, like actual police, like fingerprints, shoe prints, scuff marks, things like that. Uh, the amount of radiant magic here is very interesting. Like you have a little like uh, vial. It's like uh, similar to like a like a when you test for like blood or a certain chemical. Uh, you know, you shake it and it turns blue uh, to sort of see what school of magic. Like if you find like a moat. Uh, or is it like one... a, like a little beeping box? Yeah, and just uh, I'll wave it around the area. It goes. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's radiant magic, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody who claims to be a practitioner of divine magic did this. Who did it, Beans? Well, and uh, Beans squats down as per usual. So it seems. Some angel is a bit of a devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Cut to the opening of. Uh, yeah, with with a, with a natural light, sunglasses take off. But awesome. But once again, I do not have sunglasses handy. <laughs> Could I get? Uh, I'm gonna say like a history check from Beans as you think of possible suspects. It's not great. A uh, nine. Nope. Not bad enough to have, like, a wrong answer, but you're just like, I don't, I don't know. Well, whoever it is, they'll, uh, they'll regret just getting on the wrong side of the fire-breathing kittens. And not just because yeah. we have bombs. <laughs> Actually, it's mostly because we have bombs. <laughs> you, a number of fire-breathing kittens guild members just, like, casually pull out different bombs, like, as like a stick of dynamite. <laughs> like, of course. Somebody has like a, a perfectly cylindrical like black bomb with a wick. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone someone has a grenade launcher, like a 21st century grenade yeah. launcher. And none of us have coordinated this. We're like, oh nice, nice grenade launcher. <laughs> uh yeah, we come strapped at FBK. Uh <laughs> but uh with that everybody sort of shuffles in. Um like a few of the other guild members are basically doing mending, trying to clean things up and like doing their best. As, like, all of you sort of lead the charge to do the two pulls with, like, the fabric pulled across. And, um, Aaron, you're, like, prestidigitationing things, like, sort of doing, like, illusionary, mm-hmm. like, scene work to try to help it out. Um, I'm gonna leave this up to the guild. Who are, who's the guilds across the street neighbors? Well, you know that building is often empty, just like Bob's Burgers intro, where it's a different store every time. Perfect. And today it is... <laughs> uh, Sunflower Sundries. It's a local co-op that has yeah. uh, appeared 
in uh, in the place. Uh, they've lasted a couple weeks, you know, doing pretty good, but uh, super high price for medium quality vegetables. Sunflower comes out and it's like a plant person who like doesn't wear clothes, but sort of like blooms out like a sunflower around their neck, like a collar. So it gives like the illusion and uh, they're like, hey, uh, doing Guildfest, huh? Just sort of like trying to make neighborly talk. I, th- I think we all just stare at them. Like, <laughs> hmm. Uh, would you have some kind of... Uh... I, 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 I checked the footprint. <laughs> uh does not have feet. <laughs> Just a mass of, like, viney sort of roots that they use to ambulate over the ground. All right, you can go for now. I'm uh, watching you. Just doing that obnoxious neighbor thing where they are totally not picking up that they are unwanted. So, uh, you got some kind of, uh, karaoke booth going on here, huh? So, yeah, Liam, a little bit, a little bit. Do you, uh, is it, is it ready, or...? Think I could take a take a spin in the old karaoke. Olive, what do you think? We could really use some rotten vegetables if you have any, like tomatoes that are too squishy. Oh, you need some squishy tomatoes? All my tomatoes exclusively squishy. <laughs> I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> That's all right, neither do I. Uh, cool. Well, uh, I'm gonna go grab some rotten vegetables, and then uh, maybe I, I, I give the old dust off the old pipes. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, we'll see you when you get back. We could use a whole lot of rotten vegetables. Thanks. Yeah, get, get everything you can. Take your time. Uh, cool. This is Chekhov's rotten vegetable now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's getting slammed today. Well, um, I, I, yeah. I hope everyone's taking note of how many Chekhov's fingers we've got. <laughs> if you see a rotten tomato in the first act, you know someone's going to fail at karaoke in the third act. Uh, cool. Uh, the streets sort of start to fill with people. Um, do you guys want to just man the booth, or do you want to take a stroll around town and kind of see what the competition's up to? Also, uh, Oren is there just with a bundle of bombs in his arms, just like, what What am I doing with these? Should- oh, I'll take those, I'll take those. <laughs> Aaron takes them and starts just wandering around. And uh, trying to be very sneaky about just planting them in different places. Uh, cool. So, give me a survival check. Survival? Okay. Yeah, just to get the quality um, of these bombs. Ooh, that was a seven plus something. Um, uh, that's a six. <laughs> yeah, these are just your standard bombs. They blow up, like, you know sizable explosion uh now i'm going to roll a d6 to see which guild you run into that's a three the arcane vanguard you've ran into these guys before on missions and things like that they are all about the protection of magic uh the weave so to speak uh I mean, they're a little bit militant, so they're, like, kind of nerds, but, uh, like, very functional magic users. And you see that they have, uh, a magical creature petting, like, zoo set up as their, like, guild display. 
definitely put the stink bomb in that one. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, you give me a sleight of hand or uh, stealth, like something sneaky to covertly hide the stink that, bomb. That that sounds like a beans job. Yeah, beans. Did, yeah. You, uh, did everyone go with Aaron on his walk? Cool. Mm-hmm. Then uh, yeah, beans. It's your move. Okay. Uh, we're looking at a twenty-seven. Yeah. Just discreetly, like, near some garbage in, like, a, like, sort of refuse area where, like, the smell won't immediately be noticed, but, like, it's going to be an absolute killer. Um, cool. Do you want to continue strolling or? Sure. Yeah, we got it. We got to cover this whole place. We got to just see. I'm also discreetly leaving brownies around, just pre-wrapped. Actually, I have a plan for the brownies. Oh, do you? You know how you're leaving the bombs, like, in different places? Like, they're going to have a minor hiccup here. They're going to have a minor hiccup here. I'm looking for that one booth that everyone thinks it's a great idea to go set up a booth and leave a bunch of free stuff on the booth and then leave it unattended and, like, honor system hope that everybody takes only one pen. No one expects free sabotage brownies to be added to your display. So right next to all the free pens at the unmanned booth, I'm going to add all of the brownies. Cool. All right. Well, that said, I, I think we've left ours completely unattended, haven't we? Oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Aaron jogs back over. <laughs> cool. You see, uh, there are not too many people. <laughs> After sabotage. <laughs> it's okay. Uh- we never really fixed it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh. You're running back. Olive, uh, I'll let you do the brownie plan. You know, because you're a monk, you can get vertical and go along rooftops to speed up your travel. Um, you see the Sunblades, another guild, a deeply religious order that fights for truth and justice, uh, mainly comprised of uh, paladins, clerics, like all sorts of divine magic users. What uh, a bunch of nerds. Nerds. You're the cool guild. Like, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have set up a, like, basically a divine dunk tank where, like, you get up and, like, you know, you can uh, go up and, like, challenge your friend to try to dunk you, but if you get dunked into the water... It is uh, waters from a river in Elysium, so it's, like, pure, like, perfect temperature, like, it, it's a divine experience going in the dunk tank. So, uh, you see there's almost more people lined up to get dunked than to dunk. Uh, uh, well, if, if, if we pass them, can I just uh, check some uh, footprints? Uh, absolutely. They also have a bunch of free, like, religious pamphlets, like, small trinkets, like, set up in a booth, uh, or on a table. So that would be the good place to, uh, to drop your brownies, if you would like, Olive. If it's unmanned, yeah. If nobody's paying attention, yeah. Uh, I would still like a stealth just to, like, you know, make sure you're not seen. Can I be the lookout and help Beans with this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm I'm checking footprints for for trying to find out who trashed our booth. I guess I'll do it on my own then. These brownies are your responsibility, Olive. You brought them into this yeah. world. 
Yeah, okay. don't don't force right. your brownies on us. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. And I am a monk, so theoretically I am stealthy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, investigation, please, Beans. Uh, wait, what? That oh, was okay. just I, so I was they can start rolling. A 27 to not be seen as I set the brownies on the table. Monks with the 27s. Uh, yeah. You, like, just walk up, pass by the booth, and then, like, as you pass by, the brownies just appear on the table. It was a perfect handoff. And then a 22 for the investigation. Are you checking the bottom of people's boots or just ambient footprints? Just to clarify when you say checking footprints. I think the sensible thing would be to check the footprints. So I'm going to check the bottom of people's shoes. Awesome. Uh, (laughs) So you see there's this very hoity looking uh, high elven paladin in like gleaming plate mail. Um, Like tall, thin, uh, seemingly ageless in like the Tolkien sense of the elves where they're just like ethereally beautiful. And, uh, beans, you crawl up and, like, put a piece of paper, like, trying to, like, slide it. (laughs) He looks at you with absolute disgust as you realize this is indeed a footprint match. He goes, please remove yourself from my boots, Catman. Did you just call me boots? Why I oughta... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cool. So, yeah, you guys see this scene of beans, like pink panthering up to like a paladin and then yeah uh please return to your shabby little guild hall okay uh beans you're sure this was the guy okay uh noted however uh, on the way past i will and i've uh, pre-rolled uh, a slight of pull check for this for, for a 29 um to just drop an inconveniently uh, small stone down his like greaves. So, <laughs> so you you know what it's like when you get like one of those like really tiny stones, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to walk around. Think about trying to do that if you've got like plate armor on. Cool. So as you walk <laughs> away, you see that'll show him. Yeah, <laughs> he just like slightly shifts how he's standing and is like pinching at his greaves, like trying to get something loose. And uh, I believe the three of you reunite. Aaron, uh, I, you sort of left first. Did you want to dip out to the other guild hall or go attend the uh, the booth? I want to go attend the booth. Cool. So uh, you get there first as Olive and Beans are, you know, getting up to shenanigans. And uh, like I said before, your, your street is sort of sparsely populated. Um, but there's a couple people just kind of like looking at your booth. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Is, it, is there something behind the curtain? or There could be. So you sort of amble up, and he's like, Oh, uh, what, are you the guild? Hi, yes, I'm part of the Fire Breathing Kittens. Who are you? Oh, my name's Terry. This is uh, my buddy Paul. Nice to meet you guys. They're just like two average peasant, like, you know, sackcloth medieval guys. Uh, what What you got going on? We got a little karaoke booth. You can hop on up and take a go at it if you like. Oh, 
Sounds kind of fun. Paul's like, yes, I, I agree. That sounds fun. Um, and, uh, let's see. So, <laughs> Paul's voice is far too gravelly. Uh, but Terry has a beautiful singing voice. And they, like, sort of, like, have a good time. And uh, slowly, like, once the music starts and, like, the people just sort of walking the streets see your booth in action, like a small, small crowd is starting to funnel your way. Perfect. What song are they singing? Uh, they're singing, uh, like, a peasant work song called uh, okay. The the Rake, where it's, uh, it's, like, a very, like, standard beat, like, uh, song, like, so you can, like, keep in motion, but it's also a pun about, like, a bad fellow. It's about a rake that purposefully pops you in the face like it wasn't there, and then it moves to where your foot is. Oh, what a rake. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the, the um, kicker is uh, the rake is a metaphor for life. <laughs> you keep trying to move forward, but it keeps whacking you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they're singing that. I, I've handed them the microphone on the uh, the neutral setting, so their voice is nice and un, undistorted. Um, and I've got uh, I've got prestigitation going, and I've got uh, scenes of of rakes hitting people in faces behind them on the sheet. Uh, yeah, like uh, uh, roll a performance or like Arcana. Just oh, I would love yeah. to roll a performance. Let me just. <laughs> Let me just do that. Oh, I rolled a four, but I get a plus 15, so 19. Uh, yeah, that's, like, you draw a crowd of, like, younger, like, kids and things like that that are just finding people getting hit in the face with rakes hysterical. Just that, like, you mm-hmm. know, little toothless, like, eight-year-old, like, ah, ha, ha. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, you are very well manning this booth at the current moment. Uh, Perfect. And I'll say this is about when Olive and Beans would return. So you return to see that, like, your booth is, you know, simple, but uh, people are having a lot of fun there. Uh, would you guys like to participate? Uh, I know, Beans, you just got a, a clue in your side investigation. Yeah, um, I, I think we'll need to uh, examine the evidence and uh, update the dossier. I'm just picturing it like written in crayon. Yeah, pretty much. Bad guy. Just like a rough yeah, drawing of an elf. It, 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 yeah, it's just like a napkin uh, just covered in crayon. Uh, cool. Uh, okay. Olive, would you like to take any action or? I left the brownies at the Sunblades. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, I'm just going to allow some time to pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like a plus two modifier from like, you know, your uh, setup and Aaron's like performance and things like that, uh, you still only did get a 13 just for a general crowd check. So you're not quite drawing in the big numbers. But again, people seem to be having a good time. Um, Have we exploded any of our competitions booths? Uh, the only bomb that's been placed so far is the stink bomb, and uh, I was just no. Going to I placed a, I placed a bunch of bombs as we were wandering Ooh, around. You placed all of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, at guild halls, right? Not just random locations. No, at at booths. Okay, cool. Um, w- 
is there any sort of timer that you set or is it sort of like a button that you would like to click a button and i'd just like to officially say hey anybody under the age of 18 stop listening to our episodes thank you (laughs) okay let's keep going not all of them just the rest of this one (laughs) yeah at least generally or at least learn lessons do not do this sort of thing oh don't worry do not do this at home children (laughs) hey they might not work uh you got orn involved they definitely work um yeah a series of explosions go off um (laughs) it doesn't like quake the town or like cause like pillars of fire to hit the air but it definitely like uh you know six different fireworks shows briefly going off. Erin, did you did you plant one on everyone but us? Yeah. Uh, and with that, maybe <laughs> 10, 15 minutes later, some very smelly arcane vanguard members uh, sick-looking sunblades, like stomping up. It's maybe a crowd of like thirty people, comprised of a couple members from like each guild, and they are stomping up to the fire-breathing kittens booth. Hey, Oz looks destroyed as well. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> I know somebody's been vandalizing all the booths. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check just to cut this and cut them off at the pass. Oh, of course. So I rolled a 15 plus persuasion, persuasion. Oh, only plus five. Okay, so 20. All right, with a 20, uh, you see some of the guild members in this like large group are like, see, someone is trying to ruin Guildfest. And, uh, you see a member of the Moody Booksellers step forward. Go, please, please. I was wondering if they were gonna... (laughs) We know who is causing such discord at Guildfest. It's clearly the fire-breathing kittens. They're the worst. They love arson. No less than three buildings in the last year have burnt down during the course of their so-called adventures. And he does air quotes uh it's a little halfling man who just looks mean in the face um clearly this is the fault of the fire breathing kitten it's exactly on brand for them he's going to try to make a persuasion check only getting a 10 so like the crowd isn't entirely swayed by him but a few are so Aaron is going to stand up and say, of course not. We're here to save the, 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 the guild fest. And he uses his uh, decanter of endless water to send streams of water towards the, the slowly blazing fires and puts them all out one after another. Uh, cool. That will work. It's going to take time as these streams of water have to travel through city streets and things like that to get to the various guild mm-hmm. halls. But uh, totally viable plan. Uh, also, the Nicomoy Fire Department is, uh, it, it didn't seem to cause any, well, you guys haven't seen, but uh, doesn't seem to be an outbreak of, like, you know, massive flames in the city or anything. They seem to be pretty localized bombs. Um, yeah, but I took care of them. They're, they're, they're fixed. 
You're I will, welcome. I, I will crown. just say, um, at his uh, persuasion check, for funsies, I did roll an insight uh, to see, like... And I, ro- I rolled another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pete's rounds on YouTube goes, Is that true? Is, that, is, is it all awfuls? Of course it's true, Beans. Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. All this work. <laughs> you were there when we... You were there when we planted the bombs, Beans. Is that what you were doing? Uh, yes. You see that there are, like, three, like, red-robed, like, deep orange cloth wrapped around them, like, head to toe, where you can only see, like, slits where clearly, like, dark eyes, like, covered in soot, uh, look at you, and, uh, you just hear one of them go, nice. Like, kind of gives a heads up towards Olive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the fact that Beans did not know that's what we were doing as we were walking around on brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a member of the Sentinels of the Owl Bear, a sort of, like, druidic order, largely rangers and things like that, uh, sort of steps forward and goes, please, please, guild members, let's settle this reasonably. Now, most of our booths have been destroyed. I think this could be settled with a competition. And seeing as the fire-breathing kitten's booth is the only one that's still standing, I'm sure they wouldn't mind hosting. Of course, come one, come all. Because we have a sheet. <laughs> it's not on fire. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it it is very much on fire. Remember our theming? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you is. still did the fire thing? <laughs> of course, of course, we did the fire thing. Again, those uh, red robed figures are like nice. That's sick. We like that. <laughs> is that the only one that's deliberately on fire? Well, all of them are deliberately on fire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not maliciously, deliberately. Yeah. So, this is a karaoke booth. Yeah. The, what of it? I suppose we're going to have to have a sing-off. Oh, are you going to start us off? We will do this the way it's been done for ages. We'll put small slips of paper into a hat and then draw from <laughs> said hat until all papers have been removed. And you see some of the guild members are like, huh. <laughs> uh, the competition will take place in 30 minutes. We will go to our respective guild halls, gather the crowds, and return here. Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> no, that was the cheerleading movie. <laughs> yeah. You see the Sunblades, the Arcane Vanguard, and the Moody Booksellers all immediately like cluster together. As you see, they seem to be forming a deeply anti-FBK faction. Um, the red-robed people that you know are the cinder cloaks, like, stay sort of behind as these, like, motionless pillars of cloth. Uh, once the other guilds have departed, uh, they move forward, like, seemingly just gliding over the ground as you can't see their feet move. Go, uh, so, uh, we were, might have overheard, uh, sorry, it was a private conversation seemingly between you two, uh, do you guys do those bombs? No, no. Can I get oh, a no, no, we did. We did, remember? <laughs> Beans. 
Aaron elbows him in the side. No, no, nothing. Uh, you want what kind of roll? Uh, deception, because you're lying. Deception. 15. Uh, cool. With a 15, uh, you know, he's like, okay, well, you know, uh, we just want to say we're the Cindercloaks. We have followed a couple of your exploits, and what you guys do with fire, we're really about. I mean, we try to leave nothing but ashes in our wake, and we just want to say we really respect what the fire-breathing kittens are doing. I know you bombed our thing, but, like, uh, sick bomb, dude. Good move. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you have such approval of us, earned or not. Um, We're glad to have you here. Uh, just want to let you know, um, there's some weird stuff afoot at this guild fest. Last night at the guild hall, I don't know, we saw something funny going down. Um, of course we would never outsource an adventure because, you know, we're, we're an adventuring guild, but, uh, you know, uh, an outside eye from a peer might be, you know, uh, worth your time. Uh. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, watch out for yourselves, fire-breathing kittens. Also, if I could get the crystal contact for your, uh, bomb guy, again, excellent work. (laughs) We give him Orin's phone number. Uh, cool. Runestone? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. No chill. Yeah, and with that, they sort of depart to get ready, um, and things like that, uh, you guys have a moment alone to speak to each other, if you would so like. Okay, guys, um, so I, I've been doing some investigating while you guys were busy arsing around. Hey. <laughs> Did you say arsing around? Arsing around, yeah. <laughs> right. It was very solid. <laughs> yeah. I stole that joke from Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I've been doing some investigating, and it seems like one of those um, nerds. I didn't write the, the the name of the guild down. Sunblades. Uh, one of those sunblady dudes. It was that dude who trashed our thing. Or at least, you know, the one who walked um, close enough to, you know, mash the footprint down. So I think they trashed our, our, our booth last night. So I... Took a bit of a spot of revenge on them. I put an inconveniently small stone in his boot. <laughs> oh, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, can I get a full alignment shift to chaotic evil from beans? That was truly... <laughs> you gotta put a content warning on this episode for that. <laughs> <laughs> warning. Inconveniently. <Pebbles>. Shoe stone. <laughs> Someone's get pe- someone gets pebbled. Yeah. Okay, I've spent the last 10 minutes writing out my verse for the song competition, so that it has to happen now. Oh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely oh, going to happen. You're the only okay. booth left in town. <laughs> there was going to be a whole mechanic where Tanager was going to help you guys cheat. Not needed. <laughs> <laughs> cool, so you got your verse. Um, Beans has just revealed that the Sunblades were the ones behind uh, smashing your booth. Uh, okay. Is there any... But revenge has been taken. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're even now. <laughs> the bomb thing, whatever. But uh, Cool. Uh, with that, like, 30 minutes pass. 
Um, did you guys want to do any special preparation? Mm, I can't think of anything. Uh, cool. You're chilling then. Uh, the rest of the guilds show up with like an absolute mob of people. The instantly oh, the gosh. street is filled <laughs> with oh, no. like a like a block party. Um, well, the large crowd makes performing easier. Yes. Yeah, like food sellers and vendors basically have like thrown their shops onto their back and are now setting up on the street that uh, the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall is. And uh, Guild Fest, due to your actions, has now been localized to in front of the Fire Breathing Kittens Hall. You see Nula Sag is in the window of the hall just like giving you guys double thumbs up. And you see like plenty of recurring characters. Olive, like your boyfriend's in the crowd, like, with his face painted all green, like, holding, like, a big sign. Yeah. 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 Extra green. Yeah, he tried to mark, like, <laughs> get your markings down on his face, so it's just sort of a hodgepodge of, like, scales on scales. Uh, he's got a sign that says, Go Olive. Um, oh, he's so nerdy, I love yeah. him. <laughs> uh, he's brought, like, a bunch of his friends from work with him, like, a bunch of, like, dorky lab guys. Um... <laughs> That, like, have all painted, like, different letters of your name on their backs. They, like, turn around. Oh, gosh. It's, like, oh, no. Too much. It's, like, Elo. <laughs> They're all out of order. And he's, like, guys, come on. You're embarrassing <laughs> me in front of Olive. One of them was, like, I thought her name was Elo. Um, I think there should be an I in there somewhere. <laughs> Aaron? Yes. You see that uh, Sim and the Kind is there with, like, some of, like... His new crowd, like, he hangs out with a bunch of lycanthropes now, because he went to, like, a, basically, like, a shapeshifter support group after his rebirth. <laughs> cough, cough. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, like, one that's clearly, like, a mimic, but it's got, like, a guy's body, like, inside the chest part, and, like, you know, a couple werewolves, and, like, just a bunch of weird shape changers. <laughs> and he's, like, waves at you, and it's like, Aaron! Hey! Are you going to sing? Just for you. Aw, shut up. <laughs> and he, like, blushes. And then as he blushes, he can't quite control his doppelganger body yet, so his entire body turns bright red. He's like, ah, uh, <laughs> don't look at me. And, like, he tries to turn around, but, like, it's his skin, so there's very little he can do. He's so cute. That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf guys immediately start snarling at people around. I'm like, don't look at him. He's very shy. <laughs> uh, uh, beans. Um, there are just a load of people in the crowd who have like uh, mini portraits of uh, beans asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. Oh, so Doctor Crud has encouraged slash not stopped people. From painting pictures of beans when he's sleeping in the corner. <laughs> and it's really weird. And there's so many of yeah, them. They're just asking for, like, autographs and stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of people, like, trading various beans plushies of, like, him. They're like, oh, you have the season one, like, run three? It's like, yeah, this one has a minor defect on the tail where it's too fluffy. They're like, oh, my God, I'll trade you a, a season three, like, second run of beans falling asleep in a tree. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, and the whole Beans fan club is there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've actually got two factions, that, uh, the ones who um, who are like, we love Beans, and the other ones who are like, we're pretty sure his name is Boots. 
because like, a good like half of the merchandise has boots written on it uh, because Crud's <laughs> yeah. in charge yeah. of uh, the, uh, the manufacturing. There are guys so, oh no. like in various like T-shirts, like Team Edward, like Team yeah. whatever the other one was. Team Beans and Team <laughs> Boots. Yeah, just in a very intense discussion about like, no, if you listen back to this adventure that the bard was telling, his name is clearly Boots, and <laughs> they are just having it out. And uh, yeah, the other guild members have changed out of sort of like whatever they were wearing before into like nice like performing outfits and uh basically walk up to you and are like are we ready to do this thing yeah everybody else yeah yeah wait what are we doing karaoke wait what <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, i've uh prepared for this i mean you 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 don't you you don't need me for that do you <laughs> so i think we want to hear your voice, right? Aaron, you want to sing? Yeah. Okay, Aaron, you go first. No, I'm going to let Olive go first. Well, Aaron can do it. That's fine. I'm just going to go and like r- run away for a little bit. I'll be back. I'll be back in the next couple of hours. They are doing the ancient tradition of small slips of paper and a hat. So you have little choice in the matter. Um, oh, I don't know. Beans has very bad stage fright. So, the way this is going to work is you'll make a performance check that will then be opposed by another opposing guild's performance check. If you fail, you can choose to attempt to belt, which will be a constitution saving throw to really just, like, cheese ham out the song as much as you can, which could either allow you to succeed or dreadfully fail giving another member disadvantage. Can we sing for advantage on our performance roll? Uh, charisma. Just a charisma check uh, to gain advantage on your performance roll. Well, but like, can we the players sing to give our characters some kind of oh. benefit? That way our characters, like... Yes. Yeah. Ab- like, can we the players sing to give... Absolutely. I, I misunderstood what you were saying. <laughs> if you want to sing, absolutely, you get yeah. advantage on both checks. Hey. Okay. Uh, so, uh, names in a hat. I'm going to do this by assigning numbers. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, a <laughs> member of the Prancing Hippogriffs, which is a flashy, like, they're almost like an idol group crossed with an adventuring guild. Uh, where, like, everybody has their various favorites. They're all, like, super good-looking, flashy, like, a bunch of, uh, well, that's a 3.5 class, but, like, Eldritch knights and, like, people who combine, like, magic with sword play and, like, all sorts of, like, cool stuff. And they will be going... <laughs> uh, Beans, your name was the first one drawn. What? <laughs> so as you're trying to slink away, uh, the MC of it all, which I guess would be Nulisag, because like this is his guild, yeah, uh, is like and uh, uh, the prancing hippogriffs member Elios Van Hoofenstorff will be going <laughs> against uh, Beans, and then one guy in the crowd goes, "His name's Boots." <laughs> <laughs> they have branded merch to prove yeah. it. Now, w- would this be an inopportune moment to cast darkness? 
<laughs> okay, so you can cast whatever you like. That is a localized spell, so there would just be a pocket of 30-foot radius shadow in the street. <laughs> uh, but if you'd like to, feel free. Well, it, it also helps that um, when Beans is in uh, dim light or darkness, um, Beans can teleport 60 feet to um, another spot that's in dim light or darkness. Uh, cool. Beans has horrendous stage fright, as uh, detailed in uh, The Sting. Yep. Many, many moons ago. Uh, so, oh, would you like to cast darkness and just teleport away? Uh, yes, please. Cool. Uh, so basically you <laughs> overhang the darkness into like a window of the fire-breathing Gittin's guild hall, so you just teleport inside and you can go run into your room. Yeah, so but, but if, if, <laughs> effectively what happens is like this um like cloud of darkness just erupts from where beans uh was standing it kind of envelops everyone cuz the, the the size of it is um it's a 15 foot radius sphere mm. so like 30 feet like across in total um which is uh 9 meters in uh metric so you've got a like a nine meter sphere, just a a, a cloud of darkness appears. Everyone just goes, Whoa, oh, we can't see apart from, um, actually even even people with dark vision can't see through it. Yeah, it's magical so darkness. Everyone, everyone basically goes blind for a moment, and when it dissipates, beans is nowhere to be seen. And uh, uh, can can I make that a performance check? I'm I'm doing uh, this. I'm I'm doing uh, John Cage's four minutes thirty three silence. Uh, yeah, go ahead and try a performance. The music joke for everyone, uh, that's a 17. Uh, so, yeah, some people are basically just like, is this part of the act? I don't... Uh, the prancing hippogriff is like, so I assume you forfeit? And uh, the the crowd starts shouting, beans, 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 he's so great! Look at him! Such an artist! (laughs) I don't care, he's great! Uh, cool, yeah, so it's a very, like, mixed performance. Uh, it will... Hmm. Okay, uh, okay, so you was a 17. He's just going to oppose this and sing his song. Uh, okay. Yeah, DM, he's going to sing his Go song. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm a little happy hippogriff prancing through the forest. I'm a little happy hippogriff. Would you like to ride on my back? Oh, wait, except we rotated that microphone ring before we gave it to him. Uh, <laughs> the entire thing is sung in Pig Latin. <laughs> Ego pig, luck, duck, duck, duck. <laughs> and he keeps just being like, what? No. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm going to give that disadvantage. And his uh, 21 becomes an 11. Uh so somehow Beans not singing at all was more impressive than uh the pig Latin nonsense of the prancing hippogriff. Uh cool. Uh with that that's one victory for the fire breathing kittens. Uh let's see. We'll take it. Uh Cinder Cloaks defeat the Arcane Vanguard. As they should. With a, like, with bombs. haunting, sort of, like, Tibetan, like, throat singing, like, that everyone's just like, wow, <laughs> that throat is... singing version of We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah. 
Like the full six minutes. It takes a full three hours. Now, so lost for them. We'd like to start a fire. (laughs) And then we keep it burning while the world is turning. We'd like to start a fire. Uh, Yeah, that is really good. I'm a little jealous I didn't think of that. Um, Sentinels of the Owlbears lose to moody booksellers uh, as they pull out just like a deep cut song from a number of people in the crowd's like childhood where they're like, oh, I haven't heard that in years. They're like, yes, books. Books have power. Um, And then what is it? The Sunblades... Oh, uh, it's odd. So, okay, you're going to be up against the Sunblades next. Uh, oh, okay. And it's going to be Aaron. Oh, all right. Give me a beat. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just a city prince living here in Nicomoy. He took a midnight train, didn't pay his gold. Just a druid boy Blushes down to his toes He took the crazy train back to this plane We see each other in the guild hall Stolen grants round the walls We see each other near but so far away Simon, won't you stay with me tonight? Yeah! <laughs> Listeners, he's holding a puppy while he's singing. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen or not seen. <laughs> it's too much. Simmond fully loses his mind, and you are so occupying of his thoughts, he reflexively turns into you. And it's just like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, he's trying to, like, shake his face back to normal, but he just can't stop thinking about you. Uh, Aww. Yeah, a bunch of, like, the werewolves are all snarling at the crowd again, going, clap, clap harder! He was amazing! (laughs) Yay! Just for you, babe, let me just (coughs) go over here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, gave it a performance check at advantage, just, just to keep, just to keep it, you know. Whoa. That's right. A bard performing a performance check with advantage. (laughs) Could roll two ones, you never know. 31. <laughs> yeah, they're even being a high level paladin, this Sunblade cannot, does not have a plus 11 to performance. So just checking for a 20, <laughs> did not get a 20, could not hit a 31 if he tried, which he did. Does a like serviceable job, but literally the crowd is talking about your performance as he is performing. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so with that, uh, another win for the fire-breathing kittens. Yeah. See, we didn't even have to cheat that time. Right. Uh, could I get insight <laughs> or perception checks from you three? Ooh, hello. Well, my my I I I swapped in my other dice. Uh, it got a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Fourteen for Olive. Okay. So I've got the comedy dice that only rolls ones, and then the one that does a natural nat 20. Uh, 16. Uh, cool. So Olive and Aaron notice, like, the Moody Booksellers, uh, Sunblades, and uh, Arcane Vanguard are sort of, like, banding together. And with your nat 20 beans, 
wasn't supposed to go like this. They were supposed to. They weren't even supposed to be in the competition. We, we. And the uh, Sunblade is like, their vocal cords are very powerful, but they will be defeated. We will humiliate the fire-breathing kittens and make our guildmasters proud. You just overhear that snippet of conversation. Well, obviously, because, you know, Bean's teleported away and has been working his way back over the rooftops ever since. So just waiting for mm. uh, the whole singing issue to, to calm down a bit. Because if Beans turns up again, someone might go, hey, Beans, do you want to sing? And then we'd have to go and disappear all over again. <laughs> so we're just hanging out on a drain pipe just above where these guys are hanging around. Cool. Yep. Just do an overwatch. Uh, but yeah, another piece of crayon-covered napkin for the dossier. <laughs> yeah, let's go, hmm, taking notes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Flip the napkin <laughs> over. Oh, oh, we're out of milk. <laughs> Moody booksellers knock out the cinder cloaks. No. And the prancing hippogriff, <laughs> uh, sorry, no, they already lost, uh, the... Okay, I'll just say the uh, Prancing Hippogriffs knock out the Arcane Vanguard. Um, so, they will go off. Wow, two and a one. Uh, it comes down <laughs> to uh, Olive representing the Fire-Breathing Kittens, and Timothy from uh, Moody Booksellers. Hey, Olive, you got this. Take a bardic inspiration. <sighs> Thanks. What's that? Uh, you get uh, to roll a d10 that you can add to, to some roll during this. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, cool. So have at, Olive. You take the stage. Like, this is the big moment. So, like, the crowd is hushed. The various, like, arcane magic users in the crowd have variously dimmed, like, sort of even the daylight around and, like, made it look a little bit more like a spotlight on the stage. Come on along for an adventure time. Meet some new friends along the way. We'll meet dragons, we'll meet griffins, cause we're fire-breathing kittens. If you wanna join our guild, come on down. Aww, like they clap, like Yay. a bunch of like younger people are like, Mom, I wanna be an adventurer, can I be a fire-breathing kitten? And, uh, you know, some of them are like, I don't, maybe you could join it. I don't know, they don't seem that bad. Like, you see, opinion is slightly turning. Maybe fire yeah. is good. Yeah. <laughs> fire good. They don't burn down that many things. <laughs> uh, could I please get the formal per- uh, performance? Yeah. Uh, I will take that bardic inspiration. <laughs> four. Plus At four. Advantage? Minus one. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, you sung. You get it at advantage. <laughs> Seven plus four minus one oh, okay. is a ten. Woo! The olive crocodile saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, needless to say, when uh, the other person does their uh, thing, um, Aaron like tweaks the the uh, magical megaphone to oh, make it uh, to translate it into um, abyssal. So yes. it just sounds like. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a 16 both times. Uh, the Moody bookseller catches that it's being turned into a Bissell and immediately switches songs to a, a, a deep cut, like, 
metal song sung in Abyssal. <laughs> do Haas. Yeah. Do Haas, uh, and it's just way cooler than mine. Mine's like, oh, hey, be friends. And it's like, do, do hast. <laughs> the demon lord crawls out of the pit to the fiery level of Averna. Just like heavy, like lore based metal. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, in the finals, uh, fire breathing kittens. Oh, well, actually, you could attempt to belt if you would like. So that would be a constitution saving throw, which would make an advantage because you did sing. Do it. Do it. Come on. To try to save face. but Constitution saving op- throws are all of sing. Yeah. What are What is belting? Am I just rolling a dice here? Is You're there... making a constitution saving throw, basically, to, like, go into verse two and, like, really, like, Lizzo, like, ooh, 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 like, you know, deep, like. <laughs> okay. I did not write a verse two, <laughs> but, um... There. That's okay. All, all you need to do is like there's like a guitar solo, and then you just go yeah. Yeah, you That's literally just, you know. It's okay if we get number two, you guys. You don't have no. to win. No, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I got a fourteen, no, a fifteen on the Constitution saving throw, but I I'm okay with number two. I think number two is pretty respectable. We beat quite a lot of other people here. Yeah, you can choose not to. Oh, also, we're not trying to recruit everybody. Trying to recruit everybody is how you get a very mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> Says the lady who burns down houses. <laughs> uh, cool, so... The people who want to join us have seen us, I think. Good, yeah. Uh, it sort of, like, ends, and again, there's no, like, prizes. This is all just for, like, you know, exposure, basically. And, uh... Yeah, like, the crowd is pretty happy. It does start to dissipate. And, uh, you know, the moody bookseller looks at you and goes like, huh, yeah, nice try. See you in round uh, two. Good luck in there. Good job, Timothy. You, you did a really good heavy metal song. It was very impressive. I liked it. Uh, Beans drops down from the, the drain pipes and goes, wait, there's a round two? I thought that was it. Oh. Yeah, what's round two? Ha, that's right. You guys aren't really up to date with anything. It's the dungeon. Oh. Huh? I mean, you, you'll have to be more specific. Aaron spends a lot of time in different types of dungeon. Like, uh, preemptively cower from the elbow, I think, is coming. Timothy just, like, gives a snort laugh and, like, huffs off. Like, I'd tell you. He's so moody, that moody bookseller. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you, for the second time, are left with the sinking feeling that you are not entirely clued in on what is going on. Guys, do you, does anyone get that feeling that everybody hates us? And not, not like for the usual reasons. I mean, you know, I get that, but it just seems a bit excessive. I think they're calling you Boots because it's on the merchandise, though. Oh, no, I'm used to that. I mean, Crud's been doing it for the last, like, year and a half, but... But like all the other guilds. Oh yeah, sorry, I I, I overheard a piece of uh, gossip while you guys were oh. doing whatever. Yes, what was it? Like, it it seems like some of the guilds have like, almost like teamed up against us because they were talking about like, you know, something not meant to be going this way and that we weren't even meant to be parts of it. So maybe that's just because we're the best. I mean, maybe, but... 
<laughs> Let's look at the evidence. We're number two. We're number two. You, you, you know, remember number two is a, another way of saying poop, right? <laughs> that, that was the joke, yes. <laughs> okay, just, just wanted to, you know, make sure. But I, I'm, th I'm thinking, like, what would they have to gain by, like, not letting us enter? Or, like, you know, what are they trying to hide from us? And why us? Sorry, my, my, my brain, like, starts racing when people ask me to sing. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, your disappearance went over really well. Oh, Everyone thought you were adorable. Oh, well, that is true. Merchandise sales will go up. I mean, I don't get any money out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dr. Crud is using it to fund his mobile clinic. Yeah, he's using it to fight all those lawsuits. Yeah, that too. Um, so maybe the reason why they don't like us is because they're very flammable and they're worried. <laughs> so I, I think <laughs> we should discuss this with the cinder cloaks and ask them who's the most flammable in town. And, you know, like, that'll point us in the right direction, right? Sounds feasible. I'm going with these moody booksellers. Books are very flammable. Books are so flammable, and they did beat us just now. Yeah, it was definitely the moody booksellers. There's no other information that I have that would point me in the direction of any of the other guilds. I'm fairly confident I mentioned the the boot thing. <laughs> oh, you did mention the boot thing. I'm fairly confident, yeah. The greaves. Okay, I do have that information. It's it's okay, not everybody listens to beans. I was listening. So it was the Sunblades. Organizing this against us. They destroyed our booth. Por que no los dos? I mean, should we just take out the Sunblades? Burn them down? Maybe that's what they want us to do. Maybe it's an insurance thing. I don't know. It seems a bit convoluted, but... Maybe we should just... Let's just see how this dungeon goes. Should we investigate why the Sunblades don't like us? We I could. We could do. I mean, we could just try and keep our eyes open. And ears and like, Aaron, do you have ears or like, are they just like holes in the side of your head? I do have ears. Oh, okay. Mm. Sorry, there's a lot of hair. Do you guys want to go undercover? We'll dress up as something else. Like, you can dress up as a dog. I'll dress up as a chicken. And Aaron can dress up as like an orc. And okay. then we'll... The natural three opposites. Dog, cat, lizard, chicken, triton, orc. <laughs> I mean, I could also just do this, and he touches one of the gold links on his armor, and it transforms into the golden greaves and full plate mail of uh, one of our rival guilds here. The Sunblades. And then yeah. we can infiltrate them, join them because it's a joining day, and find out why they hate the fire-breathing kittens. We can. Or burn everything down. Or another plan. Whatever you guys want to do. I mean, there, there is like a round two, isn't there? So maybe we could just go along to that and see what happens. Maybe these guys will like, you know, make a mistake somewhere. And then we can find out like if there's a why involved or they just don't like us. Sometimes it happens. Okay. Let's do that. Round two, DM. <laughs> ding, ding. We will be back with round two after a short break. Yeah, everybody use this time to, like, leave us some reviews so we can read them. Please and thank you. Please, please give us reviews. 
<laughs> We're begging, right? We're doing a begging thing. <laughs> I guess so. Do do a couple of takes, like one begging, one like, ah, give us a review if you want. We don't care. And then one, one which is like, hey, you know, be really cool friends if you, yeah, drop us a nice, nice review. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Which which no, no. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, if you want review, are asking for reviews, and then it becomes yeah. cyclical. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Review are review asking, <laughs> and then uh, review each other's reviews, and then we're then trying we'll to build review. a community. Oh, can we review your their reviews? Like, yeah, we'll review so, you if you yeah, review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you review us, <laughs> and then we'll read it out, and then we'll review your review. And that is true, listeners. If you leave us a review on iTunes, we will read it on air. Okay. Well, can you do the joining us this time? <laughs> Joining us this time was Aaron. Leave a review. Olive. Leave a review. Beans. Leave a review. 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 Why? Why? Why did I get the difficult one? Leave a review. Leave a review. View. View. Oh goodness. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to Fry Breathing Kittens. We are once again joined by Olive. Hey. Aaron. Hey. And Beans. There's something afoot, and I'm not just talking about you know, feet. <laughs> I have rolled the dice. Uh if I could ask my players to do the same, whoever gets closest to me can give a quick little recap for our listeners. Um, 17. 6. 12. It was a 4. Olive, no. if you would. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> it's Friday night. I, I, you, you know it's the lesser of two evils <laughs> if I do it, if you do it, compared to if That's I do true. it. Hey, feel free to tag team. This is a wild <laughs> fantasy game. Oh, hey, no, if I, if I do it, it's a literal four-minute <laughs> performance. Only 20% of which is, like, related to what's actually going on. 
But he gave us so much backstory for what Beans and Dr. Crowd were doing, which was line dancing vampires, apparently. Cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, and I love how you were internally consistent with that weird improv across episodes. I'm the editor, so I was listening to that, and it's like, anyway, so. <clears throat> Either that or I just make the same jokes every time. I'd like to think there's a master plan. Everyone, he's doing our season finale. <laughs> I really would like to think that there's a master plan. Oh no, fire the kitten's quick nose, rats in the basement. Quick, come and kill them. <laughs> the season, End of season finale. Yeah. So Rats in the basement. It's Friday night. It's Guildfest. Newland Sag forgot it was Guildfest. So we're all of a sudden putting a Guildfest on. Sure, why not? We go to Boltzmann, who's having an artificing party, and they make us much like Willie Mosman on YouTube. Uh, who's fantastic and anyway makes us a chirioki which is a soft pink glowing cheerleader cone with interlocking rings of cones that can do everything from funny voice effects to vicious mockery and even some sonic damage Uh, olive contributed some devilish brownies of deception which were neatly wrapped and prestidigitationed to smell good by aaron and beans found a clue in the destroyed booth because our booth got destroyed Radiant magic. Uh, other, I've just got a list of notes. Like, <laughs> here. There's a place called Sunflower Sundries. It's the store across the street. They have high price, medium quality vegetables, and they're bringing us a lot of Chekhov's Rotten Tomatoes. Which will come back, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Our suspects are... Just wait. <laughs> yeah. Our suspects are the Arcane Vanguard Guild... They like to protect magic, and they're militant, but they're also nerds. They have a magical creature petting zoo at which we set off a stink bomb. There are the Sunblades, who are deeply religious. They fight for truth and justice. There are classes like paladins and clerics, and they have a divine dunk tank with waters from the river in Elysium, which people are honestly just doing for the divine experience. They're like, yeah, dunk me. (laughs) I left all my brownies with them. There's the moody booksellers, including Timothy, who beat me in the sing-off. I'd like to think Olive is a little bit less charismatic than the person who plays her. Uh, Timothy won, and he mentioned a dungeon for round two, so that's interesting. Another possible suspect is the Sentinels of the Owl there. These are druids and rangers. They might have blown up our booth, but um, it's most likely... Beans found out it is most likely the Sunblades because of the matching footprint. The Cindercloaks seem cool. They are pillars of cloth-wearing people. There's also the Prancing Hippogriffs, who are like a Korean K-pop group. It's like Blackpink. But with swords. (laughs) With swords! (laughs) They are way too cool for me. And Elios von Hoofenstuff is one of them. And that's all my notes. Done. I just mic-dropped the paper. It didn't work. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Just comparatively, my notes uh, say divine tomatoes, copper wire, brownies, bombs. (laughs) My notes are just song lyrics. Like a shopping <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. M- mine's just a shopping list of destruction. Honestly, that m- might work as the episode description. Shopping list of destruction. <laughs> what, a shopping list of destruction? <laughs> oh, well, the, uh, brownies, bombs. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, we get back to the scene now. Just uh, the uh, moody bookseller did a mic drop of his own with cluing you in that the part two is a dungeon 
but uh, our group was also left with the feeling that they are being purposely left out of things. But by who and for what reason? Let's find out. <laughs> okay. It's so much like school, isn't it? It's like, it's like we're getting left out yeah. of things. It's like, we're going to go well, play. <laughs> and you're like, oh, what you're playing? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, just, it's stupid. We have to go inside now. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely never that kid. Whatever. I wasn't. I just made groups. Can you guys tell? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, chillin', chillin'. So you, uh, just some casual options. You could look into what this dungeon's going to be. Um, you could prep, uh, like, some investigation stuff so you can figure out, like, a little bit what's more, like, going on. You know, there's people you could chat with and things like that. Um, or you could just straight up chill, or then there's always option D of do something I totally don't anticipate. <laughs> like bombing everyone. Go visit a cotton candy factory. Hey, hey. <laughs> that was hysterical, and I stand by it. <laughs> Aaron is going to try talking to people. Cool. Where is the, the was it, fi- fire cloaks? Is that their name? Cinder cloths. Cinder cloaks. Cinder cloths. Cinder cloaks. Cinder cloaks. Yeah, where are they standing? Uh, they're at their guild hall, which um, is already sort of like a blasted out church that is like made of like raw stone, very high spires and things like that, but marked deeply, almost like the surface of the moon, with various explosions that have gone on, and the like once gray stone is all blasted black with soot and fire. Um, okay. Yeah, and they're hanging um, out. I am going to press one of the links on my armor and have the appearance transform into like, I don't know, like kind of like a Princess Leia getup, but made out of blue fire. And I'm just going to walk up to the guild hall with big doe eyes and see who takes notice that I'm there. Uh, cool. Uh, they don't have like guards because you know it's it's like a guild hall and things like that. Um, but as you like approach, you see that like almost like a video game where they just keep reusing the same model. It's like the exact same heavily clothed figures like in the guild hall. When you walk in, they all like turn, and one of them, like a sort of like hissing voice, it's like, "Ooh, that's a cool outfit." I could make you one if you like. Yes. Are you here to join, Firemaster? Um, maybe. I mean, I have a pretty good thing going with the kittens, but I just figured I'd come and, you know, make friends, see what's going on. Maybe uh, learn a little bit more about the the activities for today. I don't know. How do you think everything's going to go? I mean, we're pretty confident about the dungeon. But, uh, I mean, you're, you're cool, right? Like, you're cool? You're one of the fire-breathing kittens? Yeah. Things have been weird around the guild hall. And, like, we're fine. But, like, some of the orders we've been getting, like, I'm gonna be honest. We were supposed to, like, light your guild hall on fire. But, like, some of the people who were supposed to do it were like, nah, that's not... I mean, like, we love burning stuff down, but, like... That's kind of messed up to do to another guild, you know? 
Who's putting those orders in? I mean, it's just orders. They come from on high. And by that, I mean uh-huh. the boss who office is very high up in the tower. Ah, noted. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you didn't burn my guild hall down. Yeah. Thank you. We like, I mean, like, we would just want to keep seeing what you guys do. Like, sometimes you do, you burn some crazy stuff, man. Right? Right. What can you tell me about this dungeon? I've never done it before. Have you? Oh, yeah. I've been in the guild for, like, 60 years. Oof. Oh, yeah. This is not my first guild. First one in a while that got blown up. But it does happen. More than... I'm surprised. More than you'd think, you know? That's why, like, we're, yeah. we've been around the block with the cinder cloaks, man. We've been here forever. Um, anyway, it's a portal to, like, some dungeon, some wizard set up. They trap some magical beasts. It should be, like, nothing too tough for an adventure of your quality. Oh, okay. Is it different every time? Yeah, they mix up the traps. The whole thing is broadcasted via crystals. So, like, people, like, they set it up in a whole, like, stadium. And then they have, like illusionary dungeon like and they switch between it's pretty cool to watch honestly i i didn't really want to participate this year but you know well i'm glad you are it'll be nice to have somebody watching my back in there what do they do to uh prevent foul play oh well look uh like no everybody goes into like separate areas it's like you've got your own little rat maze to go through but, you know, we've seen people blow through the walls. Like, you are in the same physical location as the other adventurers. It's just not meant to intersect. But, you know, get clever, my dude. Gotcha. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, you know, just, uh, I hope even outside, you, uh, watch our backs as well. Can you give me an insight check, Aaron? Thirteen. Just, like, minor physical movements, like, it's hard to see this figure's face, but you get the feeling that they are talking about their guildmaster. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. You know, sometimes things aren't always what they seem. I know we had an issue with our guildmaster recently. He was behaving strangely for a while. Just keep it in mind. It just gives a polite nod. Well, I'll see you in the maze. Well, Matt, and good luck. Uh, may, may fire follow your wake. Aaron spins on his heel and walks out of the guild hall to meet up with his friends again. Dope. Uh, so while Aaron was investigating the cinder cloaks, what were Olive and Beans up to? Eating brownies. Made by... Oh. Myself. Would you like to attempt the check again? Okay, I'm still immune to poison. Uh, yeah, that is a... A six. Better. <laughs> they're, they're getting better. Uh, meanwhile, Beans will be um, starting to go and like sneak around the, uh, the Sunblades. Because, you know, we've, we've discovered that... Um, at least it certainly appears that they were responsible for the destruction of our own booth which means it's time to go sneaky sneaks to find out what we can find. Sneak it up, my brother. The <laughs> Sunblades Guild Hall is set up uh, like a, sort of like a fort 
like where it's high walls creating a square and then a large courtyard in the center where they use for training purposes with sort of the lodgings and the hall proper were like being like the north wall so like a couple stories high um like sizable nice like whitewashed uh stone okay high high mm-hmm. walls you say okay i would like to run directly up them uh yeah no no check needed that's <laughs> well within your capability so you just zoop right up the wall yeah um just so we can stand like stand more or less like on top of like the battlements ramparts whatever you want to call them yeah, like, they're meant for people to, like, walk back and forth upon. It's maybe two-man wide. Yeah. Be be a bit easier than going in the main entrance. Um, so, I imagine there'll be, um, you know, people, like, in that main square, like, training or, like, um, gathering around, having some lunch, you know, whatever they want to do in their break time. And they'll be, they'll be chatting around, won't they? I mean, it might be a little far to hear for the time being, but if there are people down there, then we can just... Uh, start climbing down some drain pipes uh, in, in a sneaky manner. Cool. So you'd like to enter the courtyard part? Yeah. Yeah, cool. just surreptitiously and try and like eavesdrop on some people. Because if they're going to be a bit more um, lucid around uh, themselves than, than they would be around us. Uh, cool. Give me just a stealth check and then probably a perception. Or investigate if you want to do some hard sneaking. Uh, sniffing, you know. Well, I, I pre-rolled the stealth um, because I was expecting that one. <laughs> that one's a, a 32. So good. Ah, uh, perception and investigation are the exact same, which makes things easy. So that's a 17. So I'll say with just sort of your listening in, they, like you, like you said, they are like eating, basically like doing some like light training. Um, and it seems to be centered around the group that they're sending into the dungeon. And they're like, okay, um, this is our, like, last chance. Um, you know, we're, we're ready, right? And uh, I'll say the half-orc, like, cleric, she, like, looks uh, to the elfin paladin she was speaking to, who is, like, still itching at his leg where you put the pebble into his armor. <laughs> um, is like, yeah, um... The prayers are done. We just need to place the scroll. And he looks back at her and goes, Well met, Margo. Um, and again, that's just sort of the best snippet you can hear. Otherwise, they you sort of learn basically similar information to what Aaron learned, where they like are discussing aspects of the dungeon, and you can put two and two together. Okay. So so the old, uh, like, w- weird magical beasties, some traps... Yeah. Um, you know, the general, uh, dungeon aesthetic. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, continue, sorry. And we'll, well, I, I imagine if there's like, um, uh, not much else, um, to, to listen to, they're just talking about like the weather or like the traffic on, uh, <laughs> on, on the route that they expect to take to the dungeons is like, oh, it's all backed up to the, to the, um, I-22, <laughs> uh, on East Nicomoy. Uh, apparently some um some jackass is like a knife <laughs> knife jacked an elephant trailer you gotta take side streets after and, three otherwise yeah. you just get jammed up man yeah tell me <laughs> about that. it's like you know these guys like you might as well just park your car and walk you know 
Oh, man, what's the deal with airplane food? Uh, (laughs) I would say the most interesting thing was the two of the people, two of the trio that um, are going to go in the dungeon are discussing some sort of scroll, and then they appear to go, like, inside the building. So you could either double down and, like, try to go in or call it a day's work. Uh, That depends. Is there a handy... uh... Um, like uniform uh, on top of the ramparts where someone's just been kind of lazy. I'm just going to roll a luck check to see if, you know, because they do have like training gear and stuff like that. So you might. Yeah. Be, well, actually, yeah, I'll go with that. There, There's some like very shoddy armor that they use for like new recruits or, you know, like throwing on a dummy or something like that. Um, and you can throw that on if you like. Yeah, some like initiate. Um, cool. Like armor. Um, so you are in disguise. So uh, like checks that you make talking to people like, you know, like you can talk to them. But, uh, you know, if they basically succeed on their insight check, you're going to get made. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, and then also if it's um, kind of slightly heavier armor, because like Beans is not proficient in... Um, that's I'm proficient with light armor, but if it's anything heavier, then we'll also like have like a disadvantage on like regular stealth. Yeah, checks. it is definitely some, at least medium or just like some very rough plate mail. Like it's meant to just you know yeah. put on like a dummy. Yeah, well, it it, it is on a dummy now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So with your disguise donned, give me. Just a general persuasion check to, like, look like you're supposed to be where you are. Okay, um, so, well, Beans Beans was previously just, on, like, on a drain pipe which goes down, like, the corner of the, the square. We're gonna, like, scurry down, because if there's, like, some chests and, like, a, an archery range and stuff just in that corner, then there's, like, a, um, a, like a mannequin with just some uh, crappy armor that people have been using for archery target practice. Um, so you're gonna like shimmy down the the drain pipe, um, put on put on the armor, remove the arrows, and then just wander up um, to the like the the picnic benches and just go, you know just go hey how's it going, and that's how we'll, that's how we'll start things. Uh oh, mm, was that the bad one? <laughs> no, no, that that was the good one. Oh. But, hey, what can I say? My dice no comedy. That, my friend, was a three. Okay. Uh, So you walk up with just like, you know, you're like, all right, I got my suit on. Well, I will will just say I'm imagining because Beans is five Mm. foot high. It's it (laughs) trying to walk up in like full like, um, you know, full like plate armor, which is at least four sizes too big. So it's way too wide, way too tall. Everything, like the chain mail skirt is like trailing along the ground. And he just wanted to go, hello, how's it going? And it's really yeah. obvious. He's not where he's and meant to even be. even Beans probably realizes that on a level of like, oh, this didn't work. Yeah. And like everyone is just kind of yeah. <laughs> like Old West when somebody comes in and the piano guy stops playing and everyone turns and looks. Like they're just kind of like giving you a, a firm once over. Yeah, it it starts out like this is going to be such a good idea, but then you actually do it and you're like, oh, oh this was no. awful. I've I've made a boo boo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you are engaged in conversation if you'd like. Not for long. 
Um, so, okay. Um, all right. What we're going to do just to escape this whole situation is uh, wriggle out of the armor so everything just goes whoop, flying off. Uh, we'll try and use that as some sort of like offensive. So we'd like <laughs> throw the uh, throw the helmet off and kick it at someone just to distract them, and then we can book it back up the wall. Uh, cool. Give me which do- which which does work mechanically as long as I can hit them. Uh, yeah. Just give me a give me an attack. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> the comedy that I strike again. This is my third one of the, the evening. So you just immediately hurt your foot trying to kick the helmet, and it goes like It's such a wild. big helmet. Such a big helmet. It's such a small yeah, foot. Like, they are not reacting to you like a inherent intruder. They're just like, what? <laughs> what are we witnessing right now? <laughs> Um, so yeah, you kick the helmet at them, like, a couple guys stand up, one of them's like, did you just try to kick that at me? Ow, my foot! Ow! One of them goes up and just, like, does a lay on hands. Ow, I'm too hurt! I'm too hurt! No! I've got to go to the, oh, take me to the, to the infirmary! Please! Please, I'm too hurt! Uh. Take me inside, please! Where is your fire-breathing kitten tattoo? Oh, Beans doesn't have one, he's got a note from his doctor. Oh, that's right. Uh, cool. Yeah, they, like, look you over and are just like, all right. And because you did disappear during, like, the performance where they would have seen you, like, you slip by. Um, uh-huh. Always fail upwards, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can give me a perception check. Like, they literally, like, load you onto a stretcher. And, like, they are all, like, divine casters, so they're like, okay, well, we're all supposed to heal you, so let's do this properly, I guess. Like, oh, oh, my foot, my foot is too hurt. No, no, will will I ever acro- acrobat again? Oh, no, um, that's a 25 for perception. Uh, cool, so you get a good layout of what's inside, and you even, like, clock that cleric again, who, uh is, like, in a sort of side office that you just briefly, like, with your head to the side, pass by on the stretcher, and see, like, some very, like, strange green light coming from the desk that she's working on. Okay. So it's like, oh, no, my foot, my foot, my foot, slow down a bit. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Uh, Okay, um... We we uh, we we can swap over to yeah, someone else if you uh, you want for a little bit. Just to- if you uh, otherwise, you're just going to get taken to the infirmary and treated for like a bruised toe, um, which will take a bit. So, uh, Aaron, you have yeah. returned from the Cindercloaks uh, Guild Hall and find Olive eating brownies. Mm-hmm. Olive, where'd you get those? I made them. Oh, those ones. Okay. <laughs> do you want one no 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 i'm, I'm okay <laughs> collective head shaking no <laughs> i'm on a diet hey it's still immune to poison and disease status and damage so like i can't be poisoned the condition effects i'm just like nom 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 <laughs> crocodile mouth open close many brownies consumed mm. oh. um 
So when does this dungeon start? I got a little 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 bit of a info on it. Oh, you do? What'd you learn? Okay. So I was cozying up to uh the Cinder Cloaks and apparently it's it's different every year. The wizards like magic the thing together. It's a maze. There's going to be different traps. There's going to be magical beasts in there and uh we have to go through we're not supposed to intersect with the other guilds however there has been mayhem in the past where people have gotten through the walls separating the different competitors so let's stick together and if they do that they'll encounter a team of three wait where's beans (laughs) cut two uh yeah you are have been bandaged up you have a big like looney tune style like super bandaged toe it's like much farther yeah, yeah, out. It's about the same size as my yeah. as my foot. Yeah. Um, and and despite the fact that we we've been seen to it by at least eight like fully qualified like cleric healers, <laughs> and they're like, "We've healed you. It's just a it's just a bruised toe." Like, oh no, I'm too hurt. No, it's like I'm I'm good to go. Get a second opinion. <laughs> and like comically, like limp off. Um, in the direction of that office, uh, just to try and get a another sneak peek at that that funky green light. You see at this point, well, give me a perception check. Let's see how hard you can see. Okay. Comedy time. Uh, uh, ten. Okay, so with a ten, you see that, like... The door shut. <laughs> well, the, the uh, or half-orc is, like, rolling up a scroll, sliding it into a scroll case... And, uh, like, nothing super out of the ordinary, but you do see that scroll case is, like, heavy duty. Like, you've been with some of your wizard friends, like, shopping and stuff, and you noted how expensive, like, this kind of scroll case is. You're like, wow, 300 gold for a case? Like, oh yeah, no, this is is heavy duty. Must be, like, waterproof or something. Yeah. That's how fancy it is. But you can't make your exit from their uh, guild hall if you'd like. Okay, yeah. Complaining all the while. <laughs> <laughs> and do you Kaiser Soze it as soon as you were like leaving, or you lose the limp and start Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we 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 ju- we just see like the uh, the the camera shot of just um the the street going down and just beans walking in and the uh, the bandage just floating <laughs> behind. Uh, awesome. It gets caught in the wind, flies to the fire-breathing guild hall, the camera follows it there, and everyone is back together. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say <laughs> the bandage flies off, catches fire somewhere, burns down <laughs> some another. <laughs> okay. Um, so, how do we get there? I think there's supposed to be a portal somewhere? Uh, yeah. So, uh, like hour 45 minutes goes by and then eventually a messenger shows up basically with a stone that is like glowing with a small dim light and it's like oh um it'll open up out of this what color is the stone glowing red seems appropriate oh yeah guys i should probably mention like i know i've been mostly silent for the last hour and three quarters but I, I did have a, have a quick look-see around um, the, that Sunblady place, and um, they were talking about some, like, mischief 
Dad was about to go on with some sort of like magic scroll. I think I might have seen it. It's in like some sort of really heavy duty um like scroll holder. Um there was like a funky green light and Oh well let's let's just be careful. Well, and as careful as we normally are. Do we ha- do we still have the bombs? Um, I think I used them all. Okay. We have the megaphone. That's okay. We 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 got some fruit. We got some rotten fruit. <laughs> okay, so we will avoid glowing green scrolls and we'll take our rotten tomatoes and bombs with us. Yep, they're the best weapons we have. <laughs> Let's do it then. Okay. Cool. Time passes. The stone slowly, like, begins glowing brighter and brighter until it sort of vibrates on the table you left it on and then explodes into a, like, person-sized portal. Yeah, let's go. It is filled with, like, sort of, like, mist, and as you cross through the threshold, you enter the other side uh, and are in a very standard fantasy dungeon. Dark gray stone... Uh, sconces with, like, torches in them, and it appears to go, like, straight down the hallway and then splits left and right. Whoa! What a portal. <laughs> um, I think we have to go left, guys. Okay. Cool. Olive follows Aaron left. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Wait. You got a monk rogue, a monk, and a bard. And the one doing the dexterity saving throws? The bard. Okay, let's go down this hallway. Um, yeah, yeah sounds right. maybe Olive, do you want to lead? I think Beans is way more dexterous than, I think, us combined equals the dexterity of Beans. That's true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I tug with sad crocodile eyes on your sleeve, and I just kind of like hold your sleeve and, and pout. <laughs> Aaron. I have a plus nine to dex. Oh, okay. No, I don't bother. Yeah, I just let you go first. Beans, what's what's your dex save? Oh, I mean, I couldn't possibly put a number on it. It would be far too meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I forget the exact mechanics for checking for tracks, DM, traps, DM, but um, I think it's something like half speed and how does that go again? Uh, I do not remember off the top of my head. We can look it up real quick. Uh, just just a shortcutted bit. I'll pick up a rock and yeet it down the hallway. <laughs> See if we set anything off. Uh, okay. So you toss the rock. Um, it sails through the air, hits down at the other side. Doesn't seem to trigger any motion-based traps like that. See, it's fine. And uh, Beans will uh, follow its exact path, run up the wall like sideways across to where the rock landed cool so you like prince of persia down the hall like yeah we'll run it yeah end up at the other side and appear to be fine yeah uh what i'm finding is see guys it's fine just a perception against the traps dc so um but yeah beans you made it to the other side mm-hmm. and you're like at the split where you can go left uh olive Olive yeah. follows in those exact steps. Aaron? Yes. Same. You can roll wall run? Huh? They ran along the walls. Oh, you're up on the wall, not on the floor. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to activate my boots of flying and just kind of drift over all of this. Cool. 
Like you, everyone makes it to the other side. I'll say Aaron, as you're like gliding over, you do see some like strange stones that appear to be pressure plated. And uh, yeah, you make it to the left sort of like entryway. Uh, the path continues a bit, and then you are uh, met with a door, like a wooden door, uh, with a snake on it. So does anybody speak snake? No. I do speak snake, actually. I have the tongue of sun and moon. So I parcel tongue for a second, and it says, let me read this ability to you. Any creature that can understand a language can understand what I say. So I go, snake whispers. (laughs) And I say, open sesame and snake. Uh, The door does not move. (laughs) I tried it. Uh, It does have like a handle, you know. I also try the handle. It opens. (laughs) Uh, It worked. Uh, there is a pool of water in the center of a large square room that you've found entry into. And, uh, in that water is a very long, like, probably, like, 20 feet nose to tail, uh, serpent with a humanoid head. It's curled up in the center of the pool, standing maybe like seven feet tall. Hello, in snake. Hello. I want to, like, how attractive is the human part of this thing? Because, like, olives into the reptile part. Um, 18 charisma, so. Oh, wow. They're beautiful. Okay. Yeah. It's a good-looking snake. It's a good-looking snake. Um, yeah, Olive is a little bit bashful. Um, and although she said hello initially, she then, like, like blank look on her face, stops in her tracks, can't talk. <laughs> it cuts to uh, your boyfriend in the audience, like, I don't like that snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, so it's just sort of like, again, you're just sort of in the mouth of this room, uh, and it's, like... Just gazing you down. Come on, Olive. You can do it. Whatever it is. I offered a brownie in Snake. I say, hey, do you want a brownie? Yes. Come closer. Okay, I come closer. (laughs) Uh, This uh, serpent being spits at you. Uh, Please. Okay, so I have to try to hit with Tracy. 20, baby. Ooh, it misses. So it spits a big wad of, like, (laughs) just black, like, bile poison. Um, And you just sort of, like, dodge out of the way. That's okay. Even if it hit me, I'm immune to poison damage. (laughs) All poison damage? Okay. Or the condition? Let me this thing. It's so cool. Okay. I think it's the condition. Purity of body. Level, 10th level, because mastery of key, immune to disease and poison damage and condition. Dang. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> hmm. That's why I keep eating random stuff I find. Like <laughs> curtains and brownies that are not brownies. The poison damage is really good. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, you can roll initiative as this thing just did its surprise round. Uh, yeah, if you would like, or you can continue to try to discuss with it. Well, 
yeah, I'm kind of tempted. What is, like, what is it going to do to me? Because I'm immune to poison damage. So, like, I'm like, bro, not cool. Is it male or female? Br- broette. Uh, Bruh? I don't know. I'll roll Bra. a dice. Let's see. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a lady. Bra, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally my job. I gotta, I gotta kill you guys. Who assigned you this job? Oh, I don't know. I got summoned by someone. Are you being magically forced to do things? I mean, yeah, it's whatever, though. I'm like a big snake monster, so like it happens all the time. I'm a big crocodile monster, and that shouldn't happen to anybody. I mean, that's pretty nice. I, I mean, I really, really should try to murder you, though. Okay, I mean, I, I take some of the black ooze and I, like, put it on myself kindly and it just sits there sizzling, doing nothing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, so we're doing this? or I mean, you've got me feeling bad now. Yeah, no, no, here, here, I'm going to stand still. Spit at me. I got this. Go ahead. Olive, what's that? What's that gooey you've got? That looks fun. Okay, um... <laughs> Don't touch his beans. anyone standing near Olive? It's okay. I'll, no. I'll, I'm immune to disease yeah, and poison as well. Aaron is moving away. <laughs> I can get some of that. So, uh, it casts Flame Strike. Oh, sh- <laughs> Not immune to that. Yeah. Um, so, dexterity saving throws, please. It's Ooh, a 10-foot radius, 40-foot high, so it hits the roof of this dungeon. Just pillar of divine fire. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, here's the thing about... Um, Evasion. When you are asked to make a dexterity throw saving throw to take only half damage, you instead take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw and only half damage if you fail. So what does an 18 do? Uh, yeah, no, 18 beats the DC, so... So just stand uh, there. <laughs> like, are we really doing this? Beans, Can I make if, some kind of intimidation check or something? Yeah, let's resolve Beans' check, because if it does nothing to both of you... It, um, yeah, Bean, Bean's got a 26, so. <laughs> Sim- similarly, yeah, yeah. Monks. So We're just hanging just, out. It's just like, well, damn it. Uh, I guess I could still bite you, but most of that is poison. <sighs> really not making this easy on me. Who is making you do this? Who's making you fight to the death against your will, magically summoning here and forcing you to fight? That doesn't sound like a cool person. What's their name? Who did this? I mean, I don't... I guess I could make an arcana check to see if I could decipher their true name. No, that's a nat one. I think it was like Mark or something. (laughs) Mark. Okay. All of us now going to take down a Mark. (laughs) I mean... Snake Lady, it sounds like uh, you were summoned here, but it doesn't sound like you have any actual motivation. Like, they're, they're not giving you anything if you kill us, right? They just put you here. You have free will. Yeah, but, like, I assume I go back if I kill you guys. The guy in the armor was... Oh, we can send you back. Would you guys can send me back? Yeah. Yeah, I think Aaron has banishment, right? Which returns things to their original plane. Uh, I do not, yeah. but we know people who do. Yeah. yeah, just hang tight for a bit. We'll get you home. All right. Or you can join a... us. I mean, alter- do you want to alter- join the fire breathing kittens? <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm a 18-foot snake bat lady. You don't want me. 
I'm a 10-foot alligator lady, and you're beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Oh, that's just because of the human face. Do you know how hard it is to try to get a snake with this face? Probably more difficult, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yes. Sorry. All the more reason you should hang out with us. And Aaron taps his armor and it transforms into uh, snake scale armor. See? We're very inclusive. I sing the cups rip off again. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, sorry, just to clarify, that one is not food, right? Motioning at beans. I hope not, no. No, I'm... That's, uh, we we put, started putting that in people's contracts now that, you know, beans is not food. It's led to a lot of confusion with the, you know, the food beans, but but usually it means me. Okay, um, give me a persuasion check, someone. <clears throat> not Olive. I think that'll be Aaron doing the persuasion check. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Um... Well, I rolled a 12. Uh, my persuasion is surprisingly bad. I should work on this. Why am I not proficient in that? <laughs> okay. Um, so 17. So 17. It's like... So... Look, I guess I can let you guys buy... I would really like it if you could help me get back to my, like, native plane, but I guess if not, like, getting out of the dungeon would be cool, but I don't know how this summoning magic works, so I'm just going to pretend like I didn't see you guys. Well, why don't you join okay, us? Okay, cool. Well, I don't know, but what if... <sighs> Do I... I mean, it seems like a pretty, like, sweet deal in the pool. Like, you know, you just hang out. Actually, what we could do is if you want to make it look good, because like Beans looks around and go, there are people watching, apparently. So how, how, what, huh? Olive thinks of Richard and how she flirted with the yeah, snake lady yeah. and how she didn't know this before now. <laughs> <She's> like, um. <laughs> Richard's just like, I really, I don't like that snake. <laughs> oh yeah. You've got some awkward times. <laughs> oh, great. But look. <laughs> Yeah, we just we just gotta like make it look good. So if we we'll pretend to like you know beat you up and everything, we won't actually hit you. But then you just like lie back in your pool, go to sleep for a little bit, pretend to be dead, and then we'll just go and finish what we gotta go finish, and then we'll come back for you a bit later. How's that sound? I mean, I guess that could work. Oh, oh, I have an idea. Then, all right, play along. When when you see a bright light, just kind of fall over and take a nap. Okay. Okay. Aaron casts prestigitation and creates the image of an enormous maelstrom of fire just pouring forth into the snake lady's face. So, yeah, you create an illusionary image. It hits this snake and she goes, oh, no, I have been defeated. (laughs) It like does like a like uses the end of her tail to like do like a fainting motion, like a hand on her forehead. (laughs) Everyone is doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and just like absolutely hams it up for like probably a full minute and a half. Just go like, oh, oh, the pain, the pain, it hurts. That was such a real spell. Oh, no. Olive rushes in to catch her, perhaps a bit too eager. <laughs> As she swoons. <laughs> it's just like under her breath. She's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, Richard's in the crowd like, I got beef with this snake now. <laughs> Time to get class levels. Poor Kendo Los Dos. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a conversation you can have with them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, the snake hams it up, pretends to be dead, and you're uh, way to the door on the other side of the room is unhampered. When I caught her, I want to do a sleight of hand check to leave my phone number card. Uh, cool. Yeah. So you leave, like, you just, like, <laughs> jam a little chunk of your crystal, like your contact crystal, like, in yeah. between one of her scales. And she goes like, ooh. <laughs> I think you've got to roll perception for Richard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh but my I mean, sleight of hand was see if he notices. 13. I'm not beans. <laughs> Uh, he, he he rolled a thirteen on the dice, so he's just like, it meets a beats. It's like, hang on, was it? Uh, yeah, he, he. You two are gonna have talks. He was like sitting down in stands, and then he just like stands up and is like doing that dad thing when they like watch TV standing up, and it's just like, okay, what's in then? Uh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you are met with another forked hallway. Hey guys, do you think other people know that we always choose left? Oh, is that how we do it? Yes, Beans. Do you think Beans knows that we always choose left? <laughs> oh. oh, that says so much about you. Huh. Cool, so you travel down the left hallway and you are met with a door with a pair of fangs on it. Hmm. Oh, hang on, I've had a thought. What if, just hear me out. I mean, maybe this isn't just a massive coincidence, but if you remember, back before the, the, the last person, there was a door with a snake on it, and we come across a snake person. That's true. What if, whatever's inside has some resemblance to what's on this door? So, maybe we should go check to see what's on the other door. And then try and make some sort of informed decision. Okay, I like it. Maybe it's got like maybe it's got like a bunny rabbit on. We go check the other door. There is a cat's paw on the door. Ooh, seems like my sort of door. I open it. Uh, cool. So you enter in the room, and there is a like robed tiger man. Uh, not like a tabaxi, like the actual head of a tiger on like a person's body. And their hands are backwards. So like where normally the, your palms would be, that's where the back of backs of their hands are. Do they look like that's an injury? No, that looks like a, a feature of their species. So they can walk bipedally. Yeah, it's a bipedal like tiger person er, I'm sorry. with backwards hands. Okay. Huh. I definitely ask, Rar, are you injured? In Tongue of Sun and Moon. If they can understand a language, they can understand me. Your paws, they're backwards. Uh, I am not injured, but you will be soon. Rar! And attempts <laughs> to cast a spell. Uh, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Hey guys, this one says that we're about to be injured. I'm just translating because I can understand all spoken languages. So, 
Uh, um, yeah, so so can I, Olive? I'm okay. Like you know, I'm here too. Just just saying. Uh, let's see. Let's get a wisdom saving throw from I guess Olive because she was talking. Oh, nineteen. Yep, you just beat it. Oh, the DM looks a little unhappy. I let me get my spell off. Okay, um, okay, okay. I can reroll. No, 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 no. I'm just of the boyfriend pressures. No, no, no. I'm just. Uh, I'm just. Okay. No, no. Um. So you, you feel like a telepathic link try to force its way into your mind, and like your thoughts are like almost taken over, and then you're just like, nah. And sort of, like, shake it off, focus your chi, and uh, push this spell out of your mind. Uh, Can I tell it was hostile? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was attempting to dominate you. Oh, dang, I would have had to fight everybody. I love. How could you do that to Olive? (laughs) (laughs) It was more of an emotional pain thing, but... (laughs) Well, damn it. (laughs) Uh, That was his, like... I guess that wasn't even really much of a surprise action, but uh, you could roll initiative, or... I don't know. This one will be more difficult, but you could try to talk your way out of it. I guess I'll let my teammates interpret as I put both hands to my head, and I go, Ow! And then I don't, like, murder them, but I don't look like I'm having a fun time. Hmm. I don't know. I think we should just kill this one. Or at least, you know, um, subdue for a little bit. Maybe they'll get tired after a while. And go, you know what? It's not worth it. Okay, maybe. Uh, you know, like when you get into like uh, debates with someone in the pub, and, and you beat them. You know, they're just a bit <laughs> annoying. No, no, you just like, like try and get like you get into like an argument, and you know, after a while, you just like, eh, it's not worth it. Just, just leave. Maybe we can do something like that. I mean, not the arguments, but maybe they get to. Anyways, uh, maybe we should. Uh, what What did the kids say now? Roll for initiative. Yep, let's do it up. Fifteen. Seven. Uh, Seventeen for Beans. So it's going to go Beans, Aaron, Olive, the monster. Beans, if you would. Okay, Beans, uh, I, I think gets the idea that um, a spell was attempted to be cast because, you know, people tend to, like, shout things when spells are being cast. And go, blah, 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 blah. I think even, like, some of those... Uh, ones. So, uh, as such, Beans is going to screw up his little arms and little paws and cast silence on that whole area. Well, um, it's a 20-foot radius sphere uh, centered on, on, a, on a point you choose within range, which is 120 feet. So, uh, a 20-foot sphere around this uh, tigery person, well, let's call him Tony, the, the, the narrative sense. Uh. Um... So in that entire 20-foot sphere, uh, no sound passes in and out. And um, interestingly, uh, any spells which have a verbal component uh, cast within that area fail. Uh, Cool. Uh, So, yeah, you have effectively silenced this uh, monster. I'll go ahead and say its name. It is a Rakshaska. Um, and then while while we're here, we're just gonna like uh, run round like the other side, just to you know split split up the area a little bit, so we can stay about forty feet away, maybe maybe thirty. I've got a lot of speed. Nice. 
Uh, Aaron? I am going to cast Polymorph on it. I'm going to attempt to turn it into a little kitten. And uh, I have the spell pulled up. Let's see. Transforms a creature you can see within range to a new form. Unwilling must make a wisdom saving throw, which I believe is against my uh, spell DC, correct? Yes, but what level spell is this? This is a fourth level spell. So as your magic like strikes out, you see it washes over the Rakshasa. Because of Bean's spell or because... Uh, mm, eh, I don't care. It has an ability called Limited Magic Immunity. It is immune <sighs> to a certain level of spell or below unless it chooses to be affected. Rakshasa. Rakshasa. Ah. <laughs> uh, All right. That made up for not being able to get a spell off on you guys. At least I burned one of your spell slots. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, would you like to move or you could also cantrip? Uh, yeah, I'm going to fly up. Can I cantrip? Oh, yeah. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Is it immune to that? I don't know. Yes, it is. Um, does that take an action or a bonus action? Uh, I think it's normally an action. I was just doing it because the DM said... Yeah, I, I thought it was a bonus action or something. I used to think all the cantrips were bonus actions. <laughs> They're not. That is one action. Ah. Yeah, so okay. I, I can't actually do it anyways. No, I'm just going to move away. I'm going to fly up to the opposite corner of the room. Just try to spread myself out from any targets. Uh, Cool. Yeah, so you like fly up. Olive, your turn. Olive runs up to the tiger-headed person. She raises her fist. And then she does 26 to hit, 28 to hit, 27 to hit, and 13 to hit. Does the 13 hit? 13 does not hit. <laughs> okay. For 9, then 7, then 11, and then a whiff. <laughs> so that's 37 damage. 9, 7, 11. Not so good at the math. Offering uh, to be corrected. 37? Question mark. 9, 7, 11. Bam, no. bam, bam. Yeah, 30, yeah, 37. Yeah, I um, punch them in there. I mean, the tiger head is way too cute, so probably like in the chest. Oh, my little <laughs> tiger chest. Please make A, because I spent a key point to use Flurry of Blows to hit four times. Please make a dexterity saving throw. That will be a 15. My key save DC is, uh, yeah, it is 15. So does that work or not work? I don't know how this works. Uh, uh, it passes. If it meets, yeah. it beats. Okay. Nothing happens. I, I look at you with like a mm, face. It's too bad. So as a bonus action, this tiger person pulls a bejeweled bottle out from inside of his cloak and removes the stopper. And out from it is summoned... A smoky, red-skinned, like Jafar at the end of Aladdin, uh, type genie fellow. Uh, it wields a massive scimitar and burns with fire. And, uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, then he's just going to try to claw at you, Olive. Easy 20. Go ahead and try. Hit and a crit. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
21 points of damage. No. And uh, <laughs> just note, until uh, you have a remove curse or similar spell cast upon you, your dreams are filled with horrifying visions of nightmares, and you gain no benefit from finishing a short or long rest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this really hurts. <laughs> He's mean. Bad kitty. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm down to 71 hit points, and my head really hurts. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, Via Freddy's initiative is 11, so he will go between Olive and Aaron, I believe. Um, but with Tony the Tiger's uh, turn over, that was a lot of teas, uh, we return to Beans. Okay, so, so Tony is still within the the silence bubble. Uh, yes. So the silence bubble is there, but again, the magic immunity has been revealed. So you don't know if he's affected. Like, oh, that's it. Okay. Doesn't cancel your spell. He's just not affected. I'm not sure if that uh, would be how it but, would work. Yeah, go ahead. But, but I mean, I mean, I mean, your DM on this one, so. Uh, you call it because I'm not. I didn't. It's not casting a spell on him. Uh, let me see the wording. Hmm. But by all means, up to you. However, my tactic will not be changed by by the outcome. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to say this spell specifically, like silence, because of the way it works. Like, it's fine. Like he is affected by it. Because like. Cool. No sound would come out, regardless of like, yeah, because it's a sphere. So yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, I I read it like um, you know, if you do like um, like polymorph on him, it doesn't affect him. Fair enough. But if you make the entire area around him, like basically like a silent dead zone, yeah, then even if he does talk, it's not like it's gonna you know penetrate that area. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, uh, so he is effectively silenced, good. Okay, uh, Beans is going to sprint in, uh, that, like, 30 feet in, um, hit him, like, three times I think I can do. Um, or, well, the lowest um, roll to hit was a 22. Wow. Yeah, no, those are, those are hits. Okay, so, three hits, so it's... And that's on. We'll call that a 29 uh, slashing damage because we've got claws. And also, um, I'm going to spend a key point. So please make me a, a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Probably passes 18 on the dice plus. Yeah, yeah that's definitely that's definitely over 15. <sighs> Monks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, fun, 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 fun. Um, actually, 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 while we're here, Olive, are you still within melee range of this dude? I am. Hey, that means I technically get sneak attack, so and uh, an extra d6 on. Uh, so, drum roll, please. Uh, five extra damage on that one for a sneak attack. Yeah, that singular level of rogue. Nice. So that was a total of 34? Um, total of 34 damage. And then Beans is also going to sprint that 30 feet back out again. And you're at the level where your strikes are magic, right? 
Yep. Cool. Same yep, with yep. Hollow, I assume. Yeah, and we, I, I do have something somewhere. Uh, I'll, I can find the actual name of it. Where if I, if I like hit someone um, and then run away, it doesn't pro- provoke opportunity attacks. Cool. I do have. There is something to do with that. I will find the actual thing. So we'll. Uh, is it that it for your turn? That is my turn. A strafe run. Yeah. Aaron, if you would. Can you just describe the layout of right now? Like, where are the two, are the two enemies close to each each other? Yes, it, they're like basically next to each other. Next to each other, and are beans and olive on the same side of the creatures or on opposite sides? Like, basically, can I can I use a cone to hit the enemies and not my teammates? Uh, beans well, ran away, so you're just gonna hit me, and that's fine. Don't worry about me. You're also flying, right? Yes, so I can aim it so that the edge of the cone is before Olive. Yeah, you... Okay, Because you can function basically from above, it's easier to, like, target your cone. So I am going to cast Prismatic Ray. I'm not sure if I still roll to hit because it's a cone, and I'm rolling to determine which type of damage. Read the spell. Okay. Uh, It should be a saving throw of some description of his cone. There is. Eight multicolored rays of light flash from your hand. Each ray is a different color and has a different power and purpose. Each creature in a 60-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. For each target, roll a d8 to determine which color ray affects it. So I don't think I roll it to hit. I just... They they just have to do the dex save throw. No. Yeah, they just make saves. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to roll two of those. And this is a seventh level spell, correct? Yes. Alright, so I believe he is going to try to... Oh, wait, he would have advantage. Still fails. That's even worse. So, uh, yeah, your spell goes off. All right, perfect. So I have to roll two d8s. A one and an eight. Cool. Oh, wait, eight gets re-rolled. It gets two things. Six and one. Okay. So the first one... And so they, did they both fail their deck save th- throws? Uh, the... Uh... Freddy, the thing he summoned, passed, but the tiger failed. Okay. So uh, the tiger is going to take 10d6 fire damage. Oofo, boofo. I know. So let me just roll. I'm kind of glad I'm not hit by this cone, actually. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. You've taken a lot of magic to the face today. (laughs) That's 39 damage. 39. Oof. Oh. And then the Ifridi is it, does the Ifridi take fire damage? Uh I don't believe so. Okay, so the fire damage won't go into effect, but oh. Okay, well, it's not getting a whole lot of anything cuz it passes it, so it doesn't get anything from the indigo either. So yeah, that's it, just the fire damage. Okay, I got to do some math real quick. Oh my goodness. Your cone kills the tiger good yeah he is like burnt fur like robe singed and uh in doing so uh you free the afredi that was under his control so that he literally just goes like i'm free and flies off like straight out of the wall of the dungeon i am so impressed aaron i was standing within five feet of this person who's now burned to the like 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 you know i mean gone <laughs> i'm like aaron wow that was amazing yeah yeah i try 
Yeah, like the you guys wouldn't know this, but the crowds are going like absolutely nuts. Um, of course, Simmons like I know that guy. <laughs> That's my friend. Like I mean, I don't know. I guess like maybe we should make it. And it's just like yammering on to someone he doesn't know about his relationship with Aaron. Aww. Who then like sidles away, like. Ugh. Yeah, it's just like, I'm trying to eat my hot dog, man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and with that, you hear, like, the lock, like, on the uh, door at the other end of the hallway click, like, into the open position. Okay. Uh, cool, so you guys pass through and, uh, like, are presented with a, uh, like, sort of, like, large dais. Oh, well, before we walk through, I mean, I gotta, I gotta ask, like, did we just kill a magically bound slave? Like, did we, did we just murder a person who had no ability to say no to attacking us? Uh, the first one could say no. Okay, so we murdered a person who took advantage of the situation they were in to attack us. Well, that's called self-defense, isn't it? Any, like, any lawyer, even half, you know, worth his salt could make a case for that, and I'm worth exactly... One half assault. <laughs> Good. We've got a lawyer to defend us. He's saying it was self-defense. That's what I'm going to plead. It really was. That was a big hit. Yeah. He did try to, like, enthrall you, so. That's true. <laughs> it was, uh, I believe, uh, David the Cleric v. Mindflare was the precedent-setting <laughs> case for uh, <laughs> enthralling being counted as mental assault. Hey, no spoilers. I haven't gone gone to that <laughs> bit yet. Beans is reading a law book. Yeah. Uh, cool, but uh, yeah, you make it through and you see a dais with like some banged up other adventurers. Um, and can I get an insight check from everyone? Uh, 21. 9. 16. Cool. 21, Beans, you have had it out for this paladin all day and you catch a look in his eye oh is this greaves yeah this is greaves okay um that like is a mixture of rage and deep confusion and then he instantly turns to the cleric and starts just like hissing in her ear essentially like you know and uh a lot of them look surprised to see you okay um, give like a, a sheepish uh, smile and a wave. You go, hey, were we not supposed to be here? Uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm just going to roll to see if he cracks. And he does. No, you're not supposed to be here. None of you are supposed to be here. Your whole guild should not exist. You disgrace us all by your mere presence. It has come down from on high that steps should have been taken, and he, like, looks to the cleric, that you would not have made it to the dais. Are you talking about the Rakshasa we just burned to a crisp? Aaron incinerated him with a fireball. It was all prismatic. It was so cool. When you say Rakshasa, uh, one of the cinder cloaks, like, turns to you and goes, you fought a Rakshasa? Yeah, we did. Tiger-headed, robe-clad dude? 
that is a pretty high challenge rating. And he, like, looks over and goes, like, we fought a bullet. And uh, Greaves is kind of, like, looking at him with, like, wide eyes. And uh, what are you saying, Cindercloak? The Cindercloak looks back and goes, I feel like a lot has been transpiring today. A lot of mischief and sabotage. And you wouldn't happen to know anything about, per se, tampering with the allotted monsters for the course. And, uh, like, the paladin just looks back with, like, indignation and goes, We're being watched. Please conduct yourself in a manner. I've gotten heated. I will calm myself. And they all just sort of like, the groups are sort of like, kind of like standing in their own cliques, discussing like, who has been tampering with what? I don't know. I thought you guys were supposed to be all about justice. Just like tight lipped, looking back, sort of like a real like, hold me back, hold me back vibe. This this seems like a good time to stir the pot. Yeah. I mean, I thought. uh, It's at this point, Beans, Beans's eyes light up and go, well... Since we're talking about justice and honesty and um, mischief, would you like to uh, explain to the rest of the class and all the people watching, because obviously you're a you know paladin order, you're very truthful people, why I have a copy of your footprints, which was taken by the scene of the destruction of our booth this very morning. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> and out, out, out. Then outside uh, the dungeon, like everyone watching collectively, going, oh. <laughs> popcorn is dropped, sodas are spilt, <laughs> like the like entire yeah. sections of people just stand up out of their like seats. Um, a random passerby leans to the good person next to him and goes, "Like this is the best guild fest in years." Um, a passing seagull flies into a building yeah. because they're watching that. <laughs> Uh, it cuts to a guy doing heart surgery who's like stops doing it because he's watching like a little crystal <laughs> crud. Definitely yeah. crud. crud. <laughs> Definitely crud. Uh, the prancing hippogriff group is like, ooh, I see what's going on here. And they like combine cast a circle of truth on the dais. Ooh, nice. So, and he like speaks up. So raise your hand, or sorry, that doesn't. That's not how Circle of Truth works. If you committed a little bit of, uh, you know, sabotage today, say yes. And, uh, like, most of them are quiet, and a couple people, like, reflexively are like, yeah, I'll say it. Would you like to join them on the dais as well? Oh, yeah, for truth. I will just point out, Beans didn't do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on up there, Beans. I mean, I definitely did, so I shouldn't go up there. Yeah, both of you did. But yeah, Beans will wander up and go, I mean, I'm fairly confident I didn't do any. No, wait, I did. I put a stone in this guy's shoe. (laughs) You bastard! And he goes to punch you. (laughs) He goes, is that what that is? Oh, man. Would anyone like to direct the questioning at all? uh, Why do you hate us so much? Uh, the cinder cloaks all in unison are like, we're fine with you. Hey, bra. High five. <laughs> <laughs> the moody booksellers are like, you know what you did, Mundo. We, yep, 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 yep. Nope, nope, no, 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 We deserve that one. <laughs> the prancing hippogriffs are like, 
we were told that you were talking trash about our outfits. Oh, Tanny Boy? He just he says a lot. Don't listen to him. Uh, the arcane vanguard is like, well, what about your dark rituals? And you know they can't they cannot lie in this moment. Oh. We were told that the fire breathing kittens are partitioners of dark magic, taking organs and treating corpses with disregard. I step into the circle of truth and I say, I take organs because they're delicious. I am not magical at all. Hmm. And you speak for your guild? None of you are doing dark magics? No. I literally know nothing about magic, I say, without having to make a deception check. <laughs> I couldn't tell uh, <laughs> They kind of, like, murmur amongst themselves and look confused. I mean, I know how to make an area, like, dark. Does that count? They, like, take a quiet moment to confer and go, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad they checked with their friends. I can cast darkness. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, if it's... The it is literally dark magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sun blades are like, well, they might not be partitioners of dark magic, but they are heretics. I love how they're like, oh, she's eating the corpses. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Arcane Vanguard cares about one thing and one thing only. <laughs> <laughs> I may have taken your husband's liver, but it's because I wanted foie gras today. <laughs> Well, I've got two. Now, honey, those are kidneys. <laughs> Uh-oh. <They're one. laughs> uh, the Sunblades have called you heretics. Uh, they are open aggressors to the Textilian Church. Even uh, another one of their tabaxi members switches religions like he's getting paid for it, which he probably is. Yeah, but that's not like, I mean, it's not me, but it's not, I mean, that's not your guys' problem, is it? I mean, there are like, at least, I don't know, like, maybe like 50 different, like, religions and gods around the place is, you know, worshipping some other guy really, like, stir your hackles that much? Well, if the Church of the Red Vuller continues its heretical actions against another church, then yes, we would hope to... S- Wait, the Church of the what? Uh, Reveler. He's referencing uh, Raincloud Moonglow, switching to Tanninger's religion, and in the episode... Oh, what was that one? A uh, perfect fit. He became a perfect Reveler. fit. Yeah, actually, um, so in some parts of the world, listeners, it is indeed... It's a no-no to switch religions. Um, so, I mean, although in our culture, it is like, what are you talking about? Of course you can switch religions. There, yeah, there are parts of the world where that is not okay. And we are listened worldwide. We're a worldwide podcast. So I'm not going to be like, that doesn't matter, because that would offend some of our listeners. So instead I'll say... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't switching to or from your religion, so it doesn't affect you. They were switching from a religion you're not in to a religion that you're not in, right? So, strictly speaking, right? Is that okay? Uh, I mean, that's what they are, like, they represent multiple gods. Yeah. Um, it's more so uh, the actions of a, a perfect fit, I believe. Uh, when, remember it was Olive, it was, wasn't that? I was there, yeah. Yeah, it was Olive, Tangible, and Raincloud, right? Yep. Yeah, when uh, they pissed off the Textilians. Right. Yeah, we did that. 
they are attributing that as basically an act of religious warfare. I mean, we might have committed some religious no-nos, um, actually. If, yeah, I'm... <laughs> In Western culture, we're fine. In other cultures, yeah, we can probably done some crimes. Um, gosh, this is a sensitive subject. I mean, Olive's just going to eat a brownie. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> point proven. And the Sunblades kind of like look. Um, yeah, and the Sentinels of the Owl Bear, their beef is just like much lighter. Um. Olive, what is the name of the correspondence course you've been doing your monk training through? <laughs> uh, um... Or did you have a particular master where, you know, it's what's-his-name's, like, series of monk pamphlets? Tokage do. Uh, a, like, large... Well, actually, she's probably about the same size as you, uh, Yak Woman like steps forward as uh somebody but guildmaster told me uh that you said you were the master's favorite pupil and you could beat me up and i don't think that's true and i don't think that was nice of you to say does it look like i can beat them up you guys are pretty evenly matched <laughs> like hmm let's spar <laughs> uh <laughs> So let's just do uh, just one round of flurry of blows each, and we'll see okay. who can land the most hits. I happen to have one pre-rolled because of the combat that we just did. 22, 27, 14, and 14 to hit. Uh, you both got two hits, so you're very <laughs> evenly matched. I mean, this is just more fun than anything else. Uh, I love fighting. Yeah, literally, your beef is resolved as you and this yak are just, like, duking it out. Um, yeah. The cinder cloaks speak up and are like, See, the fire-breathing kittens are not as devious as maybe we have been told. Yeah, so it seems there's been a lot of, like, misinformation, um, you know, sent around the place. I mean, you've been told that, what, we're, like, devious heretics since we've, like... I don't know, I wasn't really listening to the first three things, but, like, you know, we're not that bad. It's sure, we're really bad at our job, but is incompetence really a crime? Uh, the moody bookseller looks straight at you, goes, explain Kip Fasty then. I have no idea what you're talking about. I actually uh, don't. Like, I know, I know that sounds like... You know, a bit snappy, but no, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Would you like to speak to it, Olive? Huh? Which of the many horrible things that I've done in Kifasti are they talking about? Yeah, which which, which of the reason? many, like, wars, fires, mob, <laughs> takeovers, which, to which are you referring? Which one do you think the Moody booksellers is most mad about? Uh, where was that race war we... Uh, that was in Kifasti. We oh, was that it? Okay. Yeah, we've done a lot of bad things. I mean... Mm. And we would like that to be known. We will see your guild disbanded. Cindercloak's like, come on, guys. I mean, who's the one who said we will see your guild disbanded? Uh, just one of the moody booksellers. Okay. Um... 
Although we've done some bad things, we also, like, stopped a Nikimui police officer who was turning people into items. Like, I think one of you guys didn't, a moody bookseller? I, I mean, I heard it through the grapevine that you got turned into a bar of soap and would have stayed that way if it weren't for us. Lorena? Was that her name? Uh, I believe so. Uh, does anyone else have any, like, positive things the guild has done to shoot back? Your own member, Lorena, would still be a bar of soap if not for Rolo, Furious, and Tornin. Was it Tornin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you guys are, this whole conversation is being broadcasted to the audience. And, uh, you know, uh, you have a pretty good opinion right now, but, you know, the Kip Fasty nonsense really stuck a pin in you. I just don't know which of the many problems they have. That's kind of the whole, the whole Kip Fasty of it all. Uh, Wait. Beans has had a thought, and I, yes, I am saying that in character. Beans often speaks in the third person. Didn't we say that, I'm uh, pointing at the cinder cloaks, didn't you say that, you know, you'd had, uh, your guild leader was acting a bit oddly recently? Uh, they're like, oh, of course not. We would never speak out against, oh, wait, they can't lie. Circle the truth. Yes, we did say they attempt to lie, but totally get slipped up by the spell of it all. Yes, I'm ju- just pairing it with, like, there's a lot of misinformation specifically directed at us coming from each of your specific guilds. I mean, some of them may be ingrained in a little bit of truth. Let's, you know, let's not split hairs. We're really bad at our jobs. <laughs> but everything's been, like, exaggerated, and you, you're, like, aiming directly at us. Now, just ask yourselves, who told you that, you know, we were the bad guys in all this? Uh... So, uh, Cindercloaks, Prancing Hippogriffs, Arcane Vanguard, Sentinels of the Owlbear, um, all kind of, like, look at each other. Even the Sunblades are, like, a little, like, huh. And, you know, these are all capable adventures, and they're slowly piecing together a couple things. So, let me ask you this, and also let me tell you this. I'm, I'm doing a lot of asking, telling kind of things. So... Way back when, well, a couple of months ago, however long ago it was, maybe a year, I'm not really sure. It was a while, maybe a year and a bit. We had a bit of an issue where our guild leader was acting weird, made some questionable decisions and tried to force us to um, like, do things which we weren't particularly comfortable with. And it turned out that he'd been replaced by some nefarious ne'er-do-well, some sort of like changeling thingy-mabob. I wasn't really listening when it was going on. I was thinking about fish. Everyone, um, mark a check on your bingo cards for that fish mention. <laughs> All the tabaxi in the audience are like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that checks out, yeah. So, if everything is suddenly against us in that way, that exact same way, everything, everyone's been acting a bit weird, you're getting weird instructions, ask yourselves... Are your guildmasters really your guildmasters? Uh, again, shock and awe from the audience of like, what? Uh, the Cindercloaks, like, are like, I think what the kittens are saying is true. I believe that 
Our own interpersonal nonsense might not be the only bit of skullduggery happening in the city of Nicomoy. Beans is Socratic methoding them into realizing that their own guild leaders are changeling. And Olive takes out her chef's knife. And, I mean, hey, man, I don't have magic. I don't have charisma. I do have... And I cut my hand open, and I, it starts bleeding. And I, and I like, take my other hand, and I take some of the blood on a finger, and I say, I offer up my blood to demonstrate that I am not a changeling. And I lick my finger. <laughs> this is very strange, very out there. But I'm saying, you can taste... I taste like chicken, just like a crocodile would. <laughs> True. I've eaten crocodile. <laughs> Just, I think everyone is looking at you like, what? What does that prove? Who here? <laughs> who here is certain that they're not a changeling? Let me taste your blood. Undergo the changeling taste test, and if you pass the taste test, <laughs> then we know that you're not a changeling. What do changelings taste like? I ate a dead one in missives from a corpse because it was it was Dr. Crud the Third was doing an autopsy and it was very delicious looking and I maybe sneak sneak a little bit of a taste and they tasted like Emmental what? cheese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay, uh just roll a person. Everyone inside the game and out is trying to figure out how to process that information. Yeah. All of the other lizard people are like, yeah, no, this checks out. <laughs> um, and the, the rationale for this is that you can taste the difference between cow and pig and chicken. So you should be able to taste the difference between changeling and orc and elf. Uh, roll a persuasion check for me to convince these other... Oh, gosh darn it! You're asking people to slice themselves open and then let you lick them. Six. Yeah, they're not dead. The Sentinels of the Owlbear are like, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> none of them appear to be changelings. But the rest are like, um, is everyone cool if we just say we're not changelings out loud? But how will you know? And I'm going to let other people take over. Uh, circle of truth. I mean, they're in the zone of truth. But their guild leaders aren't. True. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Mm. Uh, so with this sort of like discussion, they're like, I think we need to speak to our guild masters. If what you say is true. Um, yeah. Uh, this has been enlightening and terrible. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> The moody booksellers are basically like, no, these guys suck. Stop buying their line of whatever. Um, but you've largely turned the court of public opinion in your favor, at least by diverting to like, your bosses are changelings. Thank you, Beans. Um, good putting that together. It's okay. But the good news is that we have the advantage, despite the fact that everything we're saying is being broadcast to the entire city. Aside from that, we have the element of surprise. What I think will be happening now is everyone, like, will be waiting... Because, like, beyond this room, there's, like, the finishing line, right? So all the guild leaders are going to be waiting to see who comes out, you know, victorious. 
they're all in like one place. We can like rush them. Or, you know, whatever. We we got magic or, you know, these guys can set a fire or something. Cindercloaks like that plan. But like we have the element of surprise uh, as Bean's Bean's voice (laughs) (laughs) Um, sails out of Nicker Boy. Um, So that basically everyone in the city hears what's going on. Uh, Yeah, are you guys ready to activate the teleportation circle? I mean, we better go fast before word spreads. It's being broadcast and we're saying it, so yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's spreading quickly. Uh, So you are teleported to a stage. uh, uh, But Olive says, um, but but what about my Lamia friend? And I'd like to name her Malathia. Uh, just for posterity's sake, uh, she is a Naga. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Naga, Lamia. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, yeah. So, um, can her name be Malathia? And I want to rescue her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She like kind of pokes her head in the door, like, "Are you guys done out here? Come with us." And yeah, so she curls up, taking up most of the teleportation dais. Yeah. Um. And you guys are zapped onto a uh, stage where you see, much like Beans had predicted, the, the guildmasters were there waiting, uh, and sort of the city guard and basically members of various guilds have all sort of, like, not swarmed the stage, but they're all standing, like, closer to the stage and keeping an eye on them. Like, basically, like, um, we're gonna see how this plays out. Nobody's gonna go to the bathroom right now, so to speak. Um... I, I think at, th- at this point, maybe, like, Beans has just gotten um, a bit more confident. I mean, pre- previously he's been very, st- like, stage frighty. But at this point, he's, we're kind of on a roll. Uh, doesn't really notice the crowds. He more or less thinks we're still back in the cave. But he's like, all right, you know, we have a lot of paladins here. Um, just give me a quick show of hands. How many of you know the spell Moonbeam? Like a bunch of paladins and druids raise their hand. Okay. So I, I've been reading a couple of uh, Nesgrax's old books, just for practice, you understand. And uh, apparently, um, if you cast Moonbeam um, at, you know, these guys, I mean, we can, we can hand wave the actual damage a bit later if you want. We don't need to worry about that. But um, it says shape changes make their... I don't know... Th- Saving throw? Does that make sense to any of you? <laughs> anyway, they make that with disadvantage. What the? This is a weird book. What is it? Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> well, those coastal wizards. You know these guys. This is so meta. Yeah, I'm you sorry, know these guys. This is one person who is like, don't be meta, being all <laughs> wizards. Of the coast. I was gonna let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense that like, um, if like Beans has some idea of like how some spells work. But I just think it's funny just to, like, mess with the matter. We've gone too deep. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, we've gone a bit too deep. Uh, but but short short version is um, if all the paladins cast Moonbeam, then shape changes make their saving throws with disadvantage. Um, and if they fail, they also instantly revert to their original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. So basically, if they get whacked with Moonbeam and fail, they have to change back to their original form. Uh... Cool, yeah. Uh, Detective Lawyer Beans directs these like police-like paladin to just channel down massive pillars of light. Team, what? Team, uh, what? Team, what? One of them succeeds on their save, 
but uh, what, what was her name? Melisande? M- what was it? Malathia. Malathia kind of leans over to Olive and goes like, I actually have true sight. Like, uh, that, that one's a shape changer, too. But, uh-huh. like, as these pillars come down, the, like, dwarven or orcish or elven, whatever forms they originally had, like, meld in searing light as they, like, like Cronenberg turn into a bunch of Ugh. pasty clay-like doppelgangers. Ew. Ew, they're so pale. Ah, oh, this is... This is bad for us. And they're all kind of like looking for a way out, but like this whole thing is being broadcasted and on Nicomoy public access, oh they just gosh. got outed to the entire city. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is such a climax. And then all of the guild leaders were exposed by Beans's crack squad of druid, the sentinels of the owlbear and their giant <laughs> moonbeam, and they like wither down to these. Just whoever's, whoever's a paladin yeah. <laughs> just happens to know Moonbeam. Like, even people in the crowd are like, I'll throw out a Moonbeam. It's only level two. <laughs> oh, man. Four or five guild leaders shrivel and scream in Cronenberg into, like, these doppelgangers, like, with these, like, pasty white skin, long white hair, white eyebrows, and, like, gross light blue eyeballs. Yeah. Ew. Nusalag is also up on the stage and, like, not transforming and just like, ha, ha, ha. I mean, he still <laughs> takes some damage from the moonbeam, but he's like, whatever. I'm level 20. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be looting. <laughs> yeah, N- Nusalag's like, yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> he was... It's like revenge. Yeah, he was stuffed under a stage in an orchestra pit in, like, a drum case for three months, unconscious, and that's why he's been recovering, because he was taken over and then we got him back. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, the one that doesn't transform, he just, like, punches in the ribs and he, like, loses his form. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, guys. Big reveal. Good mystery. Uh, How would the Firebreathing Kittens like to celebrate their show at Guildfest? Um, Arrest the Changelings? Do we have any bombs left? Escaping from the lootings? (laughs) That are about to happen? Uh, I mean, there is a little bit of a uh, shape-changing, I don't want to say purge, but, like, definitely lots of organizations are, like, trying to clean house best they can, being like, okay, if all the major adventuring guilds, like, got their leaders taken, maybe we should do a check. Um, uh, um, you know, of course, these guys are arrested, put through proper channels. Um, they're going to be deeply mind-probed for, like, any information they have. Um, but, uh, like, more personally, how do each one of you, like, celebrate your own little win today? It's a Saturday night, and, like, the streets are, like... There's, like, a little bit of tension from all the changeling things, but it is the evening of Guildfest, so people are still partying in the streets, showing replays of, like, like that ray that Aaron, ca- or the cone that Aaron casts, like, absolutely frying that Rakshasa. It, like, turns into a gift that people, like, keep passing around through, like, magical illusion spells on little mirrors. Oh, gosh, if someone dying, that's morbid. Um, In a less morbid sense, I say, so, Richard... This is Malathia, um, and she probably would, like, uh, 
um, need to get back up on her on her single large tail again since she's in a new place and doesn't know anybody. Do you want to help her out and maybe help her get home and just give her whatever she needs? He is like immediately struck with her beauty and is like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that'll be fine. Nice to meet you, Malathia. I'm Richard. Uh, you have a wonderful coat. And she, like, the fact that he complimented, like, the snake part instead of her human face, she starts, like, blushing. He took that very well. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but it just genuinely helping this poor kidnapped person to go back to where they're from if that's what they want, or maybe start out in Nicomoy if that's where they want. You know, who doesn't like helping pretty people? Okay. <laughs> uh, cool, yeah, so you guys get some, like, takeout meat. And just, you know, go <laughs> like... eat rats. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you basically, right. like, munch a bucket of rat, like, on your couch. <laughs> Two alligators and a snake go to a bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, like, what plays on, you know, your, like, crystal set is just, like, your, the events of the day, like, or the events of the, you know, dungeon. Like, uh, you basically are watching you going through, and he's like, that was so cool when you did that. And, like, uh... Uh, the snake lady is like, oh, wait, this is my part. Look, look, at this is my big death scene. <laughs> she like spits acid on me again. I'm like, ah, <laughs> immune. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she uh, like looks over to the bartender and goes, can I get a copy of that? Yeah. Like, I need it for my show reel. <laughs> Maybe I'll be an actress. She like ponders. Uh, we'll cut <gasps> over to beans. Be. I mean, honestly, yeah. The, she would have the giant snake lady market down. <laughs> and you know, uh, you only see actors from like the waist up anyway. Yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> Beans, how are you celebrating? Um, I think, well, it's not quite so much of a celebration, but Beans will uh, like uh, accompany the like guards with all the, um, the changelings uh, to like their uh, appropriate prison to make sure they're all uh properly uh processed and like while they're all like sat in their their cells beans can like just um like interview them in turn because you know he kind of gets the gets first dibs because that's the way these places work everyone you got to call dibs for interrogations dope you are also like stopped by one of the members of the police department and they're like hey uh we just wanted to you know show something for our appreciation. I mean, you really did our job for us today. And he uh, hands you one of those little, like, plastic detective badges like they give kids. <laughs> oh, I've always wanted one of these? Oh, this is amazing. He's giving you an honorary title with no actual perks? Cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, need, need, I re need I remind anyone that Beans technically is an unpaid intern at the <laughs> Um, but yeah, you spend your evening like with professional interrogators, both, uh, mundane and magical, um, and absolutely lead the interrogations when you have the resources. Yeah. There's a lot of like sitting, there's a lot of sitting backwards on chairs, like leaning <laughs> over that sort of slamming the desk and be like, tell me what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Aaron, what are you doing this evening? I think I'm going to go find Simmond and see if we can just get to know each other better. Yeah, he has been infatuated with you all day. And when you kind of like start that like asking about him, he warms up in like a very genuine way of like, wow, like 
attractive and like seems genuinely interested in me and like you guys have like a really good formal date together ah and with everybody paired off in their romantic partners or prisoners <laughs> hey old detective partners yeah yeah that's right you are with your partners ah oh, good so good i didn't even know it uh we will close this chapter of fire breathing kittens Thank you so much for joining us, and today we were joined by Olive. It was a reference to Mage and Demon Queen. It's a good webcomic. You should read it. <laughs> Bye. Aaron. Bye. And Beans. Seems the rabbit hole is getting deeper and deeper. What will happen to um, Nicomoy now the changelings have been taken care of? Is that really the last we'll see of them? The mystery continues on the Five Breathing Kittens podcast. <laughs> bum, bum. Leave a review. <laughs> As if you don't know, you've written the season finale. Okay. Yeah, how would I know? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Are you looking for a new podcast where celebrities interview celebrities or exhaustively talk about shows they used to be on? Well, you're in luck. There are lots of those out there. But if you're looking for something fun, fresh, and hilarious, check out our show, History Defeats Itself, part of the Sonar Network of Podcasts. Join along as three guys that fell asleep during history class bring you a comedy podcast about their quest for meaning. Each episode, we dive into a single topic that will range from the mundane to the fascinating. Only one of us does the research, and the other two have no idea what the topic is going to be until it's revealed on the show. In every episode, we will trace the origin, discuss the present-day impact, and attempt to forecast the future all in an effort to determine if our subject has been a success or if it's another example of how history defeats itself. Join our growing community of Mistorians and download History Defeats Itself today wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're eating pasta with tomato sauce. You're sitting at a table holding a fork and a knife. When do you suppose was the first time that another person did that? There has to be a first time, so what year did it happen? 1800? 1700? Earlier? Tomatoes are not native to Italy. They come from the Americas. So the first spaghetti with tomato sauce had to have been sometime after 1492. And the fork? That's a Roman invention. How about sitting at a table? That only came into fashion as the Roman Empire gave way to medieval Europe. We're surrounded by weird history. Come and explore it with me, Matt Lupu, on the Ponorau Podcast. The 1920s, a time of dance, fun, and crime. The Prohibition has banned alcoholic beverages across the United States of America, creating a powerful criminal underbelly of speakeasies and smuggling. Nestled by the Canadian border, our glowing city has its fair share of speakeasies with a special twist. Angels patrol the streets. Police officers shoot lightning from their palms. The dead come back to life. This magical community gathers at the Hole in the Wall, an exclusive speakeasy for broads and stiffs like them. Our heroes manage this business under the watchful eye of the Audimari family mafia as they uncover strange mysteries and deep conspiracies. Can our heroes bring justice and truth to light? Probably not! The Hole in the Wall an actual play, City of Best podcast, 